2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We're the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A podcast. podcast.
4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Radio.
4: Greetings, hello,
2: happy Monday. Welcome inside the Jason Smith Show <gasps> with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, visit Geico. Dot com. Happy MLK Day. Holiday for many. Not for us, but because we had some big football games yesterday. Kind of a big game. Got the, got the email from our managers, you know, a week and a half ago saying, hey, listen, if you want to take the day off, you know, that's absolutely fine. But this is a very important day coming up. Like, okay, that's fine. Big, big day, big day to break down, so much football. That's why we we are here for you.
5: I'm so excited.
2: Uh Tim. I, I know. I'm excited, too. I'm Mike,
5: very, very excited about Mike it.
2: Mike Harmon is so excited. He's wearing shorts and sandals today. Yeah, yeah I'm fired exciting. up. It. No, it was a big weekend. Lots of activity.
6: A lot of things going around uh, in terms of, well, kids being ill. So having to watch your your daughter grind out uh soccer game after soccer people game. People are dinged up at this we're, time we're, of the year. You know, I'll people you are what, dinged up. That happens. Others... Digging them across this country, digging themselves out of more snow and and ice and and everything else and and frozen dungeons. Hopefully, I think they took advantage over the weekend of being able to say, hey, it's really cold out there. And then they just sat and watched a lot of football.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm just (laughs) going to say, excuses. All right. Very good. Uh, Before we get to the biggest thing in the NFL this weekend, obviously, the Minneapolis miracle. Um, Just a few moments ago, an NBA Finals rematch. Went in the books, and to no one's surprise, it was Golden State defeating Cleveland. Iguodala takes another three right side. No good. And the rebound to Cleveland, and that's
6: going to be that. Kyle Corver gives it to Fry, and the ball game is over. The Golden State Warriors close out the Cavaliers here on the Martin Luther King holiday with a superb defensive
2: fourth quarter. Yay. Uh, Yes, Warriors Radio Network, 118-108. Outscoring and holding Cleveland to 17 points in the fourth quarter. Kevin Durant had 32 to go along with eight assists. Steph Curry. Is it the playoffs, yeah? Almost, Phil Jackson. We're about halfway there. You can go back to sleep. No. Phil, you go back. The Knicks won, okay? The Knicks won. Porzingis was good. Nita Kena was good. The guy you drafted was good in 20 minutes. Almost had a triple double. call
4: this a broke back oh game because there's so much penetration and kickouts. <laughs>
2: Phil, I told you everything you need to know. You can go back to sleep now. All right.
1: Sometimes Active day
6: for Phil, guy. coming off a big weekend and certainly a, a full slate of games today. Phil, a little fired up on you here. Earlier. LeBron James, thirty-two points, twelve of eighteen LeBron from the field. Time. Only took two three-pointers, three eight of eleven from the or eight of thirteen from the foul line. What do you mean, eight of thirteen? You missed five. And he had to eight turnovers Terrible. tonight. Yeah, no, he got sloppy with the ball a couple of oh, times me. where. You're not quite sure who the intended target of the pass was.
2: This is to be expected. Cleveland, look, Cleveland's having a tough time. I was, We told you, everything will be fine because everything is always fine for Cleveland. This is mid-January, we told. It's doldrums. But I will throw this conspiracy theory thought out there. You ready for this? I love these. Here's these my are, conspiracy theory. Hot takes and conspiracy theories here each that, and every night with you. That LeBron James has backed off the throttle of taking over, obviously because Isaiah Thomas is back. He needs to get back into the swing. He had 19 tonight, Isaiah Thomas, and four assists. Played 32 minutes. He was Everything 8 of 21
6: and 1 of 7 from 3. Everything will not, be fine. Good. But, yeah.
2: you know, how many years can LeBron say, oh, we need more help? We need more help at the trade deadline. We need more help. We need more help. N plus 1, if but, I was going
6: to go back to my math days.
2: Let, let, let me throw this back at you, that LeBron is kind of backing off the throttle a little bit because he wants to make sure, oh, I want Dan Gilbert and everybody to see that we have warts and we have to make a move at the deadline, whether it's DeAndre Jordan or somebody else, so we stay active when we can. Because if I was playing at a superhuman level, like I was for the most part of the up until a week and a half ago, oh then everything would be fine. Wouldn't need to get anybody. We're good. We don't no, no, no. I wanna make sure that we get somebody at the deadline. So I'm going to bat- ease off just a little bit. Ease off that yoke just a tiny bit so we make sure at the deadline, oh, wait, you know what, we really need another piece. Let's go get that other piece. How do you like well, that? I, what do you like I, that? I like Scale the of one to ten. Theory. Scale of one to ten. Where do you like that at? Oh, I, ten I, being its absolute true, one being no
6: way. I think it's a nice hot take that's kind of simmering. Okay. Uh, all you right. know, we, we put it in that seven. Nice solid. All right. Uh, I like seven. Okay. 7.5. Yeah, seven, I like 7.5. Very nice. I right, Make it a beautiful girls' record. Mm, <laughs> uh, solid seven and a half. So when we, we look at <laughs> this situation we're at now, I, I think for the, the Cavaliers, when they're in their their boardrooms and having meetings they've got to be discussing that as well we've got the uncertain future of LeBron James we've got a what will be a very high draft choice here in in 2018 that you have to look at and say well is is that up for grabs or do we have to keep that to potentially draft the next superstar if LeBron says I'm out so or is that the thing you have to go and use to get a DeAndre Jordan or some other asset by which to convince LeBron James maybe to stay, but more importantly, to maximize what may be left of his five-month run here <laughs> in your – and I'm, I'm towards the latter. Like, sure. I, I don't care about the draft choice if it can help LeBron James win now. Now, the, the big thing is not only are you measuring yourself against where the Warriors are, you've got a number of teams in the East that suddenly got a lot better. Seemingly overnight, but since last season when it was, all right, it's us and the Celtics. And even then, a lot of people didn't believe in the Celtics. Like, they're number one seed in the East, but it was still like, really? They're the number one seed in the East. Not a lot of confidence. This year, a little different. Raptors are a lot better. You've got a couple of other teams that that have found themselves up towards the upper division uh, of the Eastern Conference, and now the the Cavaliers not only in their nine of twelve, I think it is right, nine losses in their last twelve. They've got to think about, all right, how do we compete with this team? Which they did pretty well for three quarters. It's also playing leapfrog and making sure you hold serve against your own conference.
2: Twitter at How about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. I like that. Seven point five. I like that. I, I'm I'm digging where we're at with nice,
6: this. Solid seven point five. I like
2: conspiracy theories. But now to the play that we can't. Get enough of.
6: Ten seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right field and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam.
4: Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right
1: side. Caught by Diggs. Stay oh, oh my god. <laughs> no oh my god! Thirty. Touchdown! Are you kidding a me? Miracle it's a Minneapolis! Miracle. Miracle. Step on Diggs! And the Minnesota oh, Vikings! Right. Have on the New Orleans Saints, it's a 61-yard Minneapolis miracle.
2: Our buddy Paul Allen, friend of the show. And he's loose. Vikings Radio Network, the miracle 61-yard touchdown pass to Stephon Diggs, vaulting the Vikings into the NFC Championship game when the Saints had it salted away. The number one thing that needs to be said at this point, we're 24 hours away from this from this game, is this. Saints fans, you will never get over this loss. Let me say it again. The only you thing will better ne- way is- get over this loss. You will never come to grips with it. You will never be able to say, okay, I dealt with, I'm moving on. You will never get over this. I said the same thing to Seahawks fans. You will never get over throwing the football on the one-yard line and losing the Super Bowl. You never will. No matter how many Super Bowls Russell Wilson wins, what what you achieve will always think we should have one more. You will think about this play every single day. It will pop into your head at odd times. You will think about it every single day. Maybe for fleeting moments, maybe just for a second or two, every day. The best thing I can tell you is you need to just find the new normal. Because you need to deal with the fact that this happened and this is part of who you are and this is going to be part of who you are going forward. You're never going to get rid of it. It will never leave. You won't just say, okay, you know what, I'm going to throw everything away and then i am come back fresh and new and be ready for this next season. No. Falcons fans will never get over blowing a 28-3 lead to the New England Patriots. You'll never get over it. You have to deal with that this happened to us, it was awful and It's going to be part of who I am going forward. Every time, and look, this is sports, but it happens in real life when something happens in your life and your life is never the same and you realize, okay, I have to find the new normal so I can move forward and live with what just happened. In sports, as a sports fan, you need to find the new normal because you will live with this loss forever. Forever. You will live with it. I don't know if you're a a good therapist or a bad therapist. I'm telling you the truth. The best thing I can do is tell you the truth. Because you kind of hit people with a a big club. I can't lie to you. But here is telling you, just realize you're not getting over it. You're not going to do it. Now, knowing that, let's move forward. Okay? Because that the the one thing you know is there's no magic potions. No, this will happen and this that. No, you're never good. Certain losses will always stay with you. Now, if you're a little bit of an older fan, It'll be easier because, you know, you have other things going on in your life. You have mortgages. You have kids in school. Yeah, but now you may realize you this, man, this was going to
6: be as good as it got. Oh, it could so, be. So if you're older, you're now depressed on a, a larger level.
2: And you're depressed. With as- other things, you're still you know waiting for life to happen. Yeah, and that's why this is all you have now. And so it will stay with you and consume you. But this is why it's extra painful is because they should have won the Super Bowl. It was there. They were the best team in the playoffs. They went on the road. They beat a really physical Vikings team. And they had won the game, and Breeze led them down for a game-winning field. It was, it was done, and then they lost. They would have gone on to beat the Eagles next week, and they would have been more well-rounded enough to beat the Jaguars or the Patriots. That's why this is going to stay forever. It's not just one playoff Oh boy, we lost the wild-card game, and who knows, we would have been on the road the next three weeks. No, you would have won the Super Bowl. That's why this is Does so anybody painful. else hate the play-calling ahead of their field goal? I know we've been talking about the Vikings
6: drive a lot. I, I think the fact that they did these three really deep downfield passes into tight coverage repeatedly to set up the the, the field goal left me a little, little confused. You know, a little a, bit, a, a, little, a little, uh, little confused, you know, a little, a little bit, bit along the way. But you, you look at the way the the final play worked out, and a lot of questions in terms of how the the setup uh, of the the defense and defending the the defense uh, along the way. Like yes, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but you're you're wondering where's where's the deep men, right? Where you got to keep the well, ball in we'll front of that. you. We'll get like, to that. We'll get like there's all there's of the these play. all of these questions yes. about the play itself. Yes. but but for Saints fans, certainly difficult. It was tough to that one shot the ISO on Drew Brees that they immediately went to, and then I, I tweeted out a little bit earlier this morning the the Instagram post of him you know attending to the kids. Like, I remember a 60 Minutes uh, profile of Bruce Springsteen long, long ago saying, Well, even if we go and we rock Madison Square Gardener, insert whatever here, the next morning, I'm the dad making pancakes. So, Drew Brees right back, <laughs> not preparing for the next game. Now, he's making pancakes. He's got to make, you know. And TJ pancakes. making
2: pancakes. Congratulations on us coming back for a day, TJ. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Michael and Twitter, at How About a Fresca, phone number eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Just know that I'm like Dr. Phil. You will never get over it. Knowing that, let's move forward and find the new normal But isn't that where you normally have to start calling no, no. people idiots and every, stuff? No, no, no. Every every fan of every team has a loss like this, and they will tell you the same thing. Yep, I'm still not over it. You know Dr. Phil's not a real doctor, right? It doesn't matter, neither <laughs> am I. So it's okay. It's It's all right. I actually did stay at a Holiday in this weekend. I mean, that's the How about truth. that? I actually did stay at a Holiday Inn. You didn't say a lot of stay positive away. things. Broken hot tub. Broken hot tub. That's the worst thing. Uh, coming up next, <laughs> I'll tell you why the Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show. Jason, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. And before we get into Patriots, Jaguars, sad day. In rock and roll today, Dolores O'Riordan, lead singer of the Cranberries, died suddenly at the age of 46. The Cranberries, her voice is so haunting. It was like she was Amy Lee before Evanescence made it big in the early 2000s. And it was one of those voices that got in your brain and it was, you never heard a voice like it. They had big hits, Zombie, this is one of the biggest hits in the 90s. Linger was a big song. They just hit it a little bit too soon. I feel like the Cranberries kind of got lost they Had a couple of big hits, and they they could have been bigger, especially if they came around now. It was just a little bit too early, but, boy, I'll tell you what, Dolores O'Reardon's voice is just phenomenal.
6: Well, stood out, and these songs became part of uh, any college campus uh, of men and women of well, our age. So certainly you walk the halls singing these songs all the time too. So I probably heard them more from you than mm. I did ever listening to radio or what was on anybody's uh, turntable. One of Zoe's, in one of Zoe's that.
2: favorite songs, she was four years old, was Zombie. Because it was one of Pam's mom's favorite songs and we played it and she was like, Dad, the name of this song is Zombie. And we would play it and she would want she had it on the phone and she would kept play kept kept pressing play and play. And I'm like, Zoe, that's a really good song.
6: No, we're gonna have to talk about this. You just played Therapist in the last Session and yeah, now introducing some of this to your your daughter at four, perhaps um, sending her to one. Zombie, zombie. That's a Turn of phrase. That's pretty oh. good, right? Yeah, T-shirt. Seven point five for it. me, right? Yeah, eight point five.
7: Yeah, yeah, it definitely lingered. It lit a wow at TJ,
2: and it definitely
7: <laughs> yeah, TJ's coming back. How about
6: both coming. Sunday? Yeah, both championship Sunday. two uh, soon. coming back. Man. Oh.
2: They're coming back. <laughs> They're coming soon, back,
6: uh, and, and giving the the world what we need. Right now, Berman back in. Although he should have been there for the the Bills playoff.
7: Back, 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 Watch back, the back. NFL rating skyrocket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the real reason. No Berman. That's no, why. That's why it's German. out. Back, 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 back. Um, but obviously, we're spending a lot of time with what happened with the NFL today, the NFL yesterday, and look, we talked about Saints. I, I had a gr- look. I thought I had a great message for Saints fans a few minutes ago. I don't think anything could have helped any better than what I said a few minutes ago. And now I'll tell you this. The Jaguars are going to beat the Patriots Sunday. Oh, come on now. I don't like... I Now, I, I admit, I got two things I want to say before I'll tell you why. Number one, I don't like the fact the Jags are talking as much as they are. They just can't stop talking. They can't shut the blank up. It was a big win yesterday. Probably their biggest win since... They beat the Broncos in the playoffs in 97 when Brunel had that huge game. And look at the Jaguars in the AFC title game. But they can't shut up. They can't. They were so upset last week when the Steelers were looking past them, and now all they're saying today is, look how great we are. You're watching us next week. And now today, Jalen Ramsey says, hey, guess what, everybody? We're going to win the whole thing.
1: I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win that. We're going to win that. Duval!
2: (laughs) I don't like the fact that they seem very self-satisfied after winning this game. Because I've seen it happen so many times where teams feel like we've done something big, and now we'll go play the next game, and you realize, oh, man, we're not ready for this one. Because the emotional highs, and we're continuing to just let it out. I don't like that. Doug Marrone's got to do a huge. This is, this is his coaching job now: is to eat bologna sandwiches and to get them to shut the hell up for five days and get ready for this game. If Jalen oh Ramsey my. is still talking about winning this game and guarantees and yapping on Wednesday and Thursday, they're not. This tells me they're not focused. They think they're just going to show up and win against the Patriots. So that's one thing that has to get done. There's always the possibility. That the referees on Sunday. Don't you sorry? Hey, Don't you dare no this has all been the these narrative. Are going no, the Patriots this has been the way. narrative all hey.
6: bleeping day long. It's a lazy the all the referees way. are in their so pocket. It's a joke.
2: Just wait. But the Jaguars should win because as much as they were a bad matchup for the Steelers, which they were, they are a horrendous matchup for the Patriots. Offensively, not so much. I expect the Jaguars to bludgeon the Patriots with Leonard Fournette all day until he breaks things in the second half. But the Jaguars' defense is a horrible matchup for the Patriots. Why? Because they get pressure on the quarterback with just their front few. They, they get all kinds of pressure, and they don't need to blitz. Linebackers can drop back into coverage. They make plays just their defensive line gets pressure on the quarterback. And Tom Brady, look, I, I'll i keep saying it, even though people don't seem to want to listen. When you get pressure on Tom Brady, you hit him once or twice early, and then you are just around him during the game, this is what happens to him. And don't give me the old, oh, every to- every quarterback that gets hit, nobody likes that. Yeah, of course not. But nobody changes from an elite quarterback into being a guy who's scattershot more obviously and visibly than Tom Brady. If you hit Brady a couple of times early and you are around him, here's what happens to Tom Brady. Tom Brady starts stepping up and throwing the ball early, throwing it early and throwing it low, and there's a lot of incomplete passes. And he starts yelling at his teammates, and things don't go well for the Patriots. The Jaguars can do that in spades. They can get pressure on Brady just using the defensive line. Gronkowski's the big X factor because you you really can't tell me they're going to have a big day against that Jaguar secondary. But as long as that happens, you will watch. Brady will be flustered. He'll move around in the pocket. He'll throw the ball early, and he'll throw it low. That's what's going to happen. They won't put points on the board, and the Jaguars will salt it away with a late drive. Leonard Fournette into the end zone from five yards out for a double-digit lead with less than two minutes left to go, and you're thinking, oh, my God, the Patriots are going to lose. That's what's going to happen to them on Sunday.
6: That's cute. That's a cute narrative. I like that. <laughs> in the- like, in like, theory. Like,
2: give me your in theory. I like hi, it hi. in theory. But
6: the, this team doesn't line up the same way as most do in terms of, hey, let's throw the ball on the edges where those quarterbacks really get off. No. That's that's not the way the Patriots operate. Quick release. Burkhead's supposed to be back for this game. Key, obviously, still waiting whether Alan Branch gets back for the defensive line. If he's able to play, change his complexion of things just a wee bit as we go through. But all the chirping, all the excitement about the Jaguars, they still gave up 42 points. And mm-hmm. I heard a lot of people today saying, well, if it wasn't for these two long fourth down touchdowns, it's a blowout. No, 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 you can't
2: do that. No, they still, that still scored happened. the damn it touchdowns.
1: Okay? <laughs> Throw the damn touchdowns! It still <laughs> happened!
2: If you no. take away the 42 points the Steelers scored, their defense had a great day. Yeah, see, the only way this works, because <laughs> let's go back to week five,
6: shall we, of the, the Steelers and the Jaguars. The damn okay, when damn Okay, when Leonard Fournette had his big run, right, 90 yards, and you take that away, and you look at the rest of the yards per carry. For that game, it doesn't matter. They broke the dam and ran 90 yards for the score. Now, over the long haul, when you're trying to analyze games and you're looking at a yards per carry and what that offensive line is doing, that's a whole other type of analysis as you go. But saying, well, these plays didn't happen. No, they still happened. They, they still made plays against, the, uh, against these cornerbacks downfield. And I, I get it. You're not looking at Antonio Brown on this team. You're not, certainly not comparing Amendola or Hogan or any of those guys, too. But when you start adding the running backs as receivers out of the backfield and you get Burkhead back, mm-hmm. it's a different offense than, than they've necessarily seen. And don't forget, New England only gave up 18 points a game as well. I know the Jets were two of the games and the Tr- Dolphins were two of the games. Trust me, Brady. After
2: September, a much different but team. All that stuff is great but that's still going to happen to Brady as long as they get pressure on him. And you'll get Rex Burkhead out of the backfield who's going to turn around and go, why is the ball at my feet? And why was it thrown before I even turned around? Because that's what Brady does. That, I'm, trust me, I've seen it happen to the guy. I've watched every game the bleeping guy has played. That's what happens to him when you can pressure him That means him you're not early. watching the Jets because they play in the same he, window. When you can hit him early. Tom Brady's never been hot I hotter. have to watch all the games on Sunday. <laughs> I There's watch, only got I one watch head. them all. Uh, that's what happens to him. He doesn't matter. Guys can be open. He will miss guys. He will throw wide. He will throw early. He will throw low. That's what happens. Oh, to
6: it's him. certainly a much more intriguing matchup. Dan and I yesterday doing the the show in, in the pregame. We were talking about that quite a bit. Of we've seen the the Steelers matchup before, right? We've seen that mm-hmm. a number of times. Jaguars, much different animal in terms of the way they get after quarterbacks. So from an intriguing, uh, an intrigue and and what are we going to get perspective, I, I think we're we're still dismissing the other side of the ball, that, but, that Blake Bortles is
2: going to be able to make plays. It doesn't and, matter. And, and, Leonard Fournette, they're going to run him 35 times on Sunday. And the it's guy I'm more worried about, him. to be honest, is, is
6: actually where Yeldon sneaks in. Yeah, he had a couple you know of what? huge plays yeah, he, on Sunday. He's, his contribution yeah. to that game – has been so lost. Yeah, well that in was the, anything. The, to me he the was biggest play in the game
2: huge. was the swing pass on third down the 40 when the Steelers pass. had all that yep. momentum and suddenly they, they would they would make a play to keep the Steelers just a little bit more at bay. Throughout the entire game, and that play was unbelievably huge.
6: I have a lot of problems with the rest of that game that nobody's <laughs> analyzed. I may just go into the hallway and start screaming to myself.
2: Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico studios. Coming up in one minute, a huge day for the future of the NFL coaching wise. But first, let's find out what's trending from a man who you never have any questions about. Because you can just walk in and ask him because he's right here and he's (laughs) on Twitter. It's Tom Looney.
8: It was Andy Warhol who once said, in the future, everybody will be famous for 15 minutes. Well, it was an Andy Warhol type night for the second-ranked West Virginia Mountaineers tonight. 15 minutes after they were announced as the new number two college basketball team in the country. They stepped in it at 12th rank Kansas. Pitts snuggled number two West Virginia, 71 66. 23rd rank Florida State also. Upset alert surrounding them. They went down tonight. Seminoles lost on ranked Boston College, 81 75. And 7th ranked Duke had to get up off the canvas, come from behind to win on WDNC Raleigh. Probable comeback and an incredible win here tonight for Duke as they beat Miami 83 to 75.
2: What a turnaround! Down by 13 at one point in the second half. They score 15 unanswered to take the lead and win it by
8: 8. NBA marquee game of the night. Golden State gave Cleveland some cavalier attitude. 118-108. Kevin Durant, 32 points for the winners. LeBron James, 32 points for the losers. One game in progress beneath the shadow of the Hollywood sign in La La Land. Rockets in front of the Clippers, 44-40. Six minutes, nine seconds left in the second quarter. And now, more great sports talk on MLKJ with the great Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. As always, we're live. Call 1-800-947-AUTO.
2: Find out how much you can save on auto insurance as we broadcast from the Geico studios for more from the NFL. We head to the hotline right now. Welcome in a man who told us the story of the year last week involving Bruce Arians just having some fun with Nick Saban going <laughs> to the NFL. He's the one and only Jay Glazer. Glaze, what's happening?
9: Oh, man, you know how much crap I got from Bruce over that? And it wasn't <laughs> – he, he didn't care that I told the story because, hey, I'm just reporting the facts, right? Where he was taking vodka. Uh, he was just messing around. What he was mad about were the headlines the next day but it said, like, vodka fueled Aryan, you know, said he's messing with the world. I'm like, hey, dude, what are you mad at me for? I don't write the headlines, man. Don't come after me. And then, like, his son Jake was getting after him because of, uh, you know, because of the headlines. I'm like, you guys just calm down. Everybody here is right. We're drinking vodka, although I was drinking whiskey. Uh, he said it. And then, hey, it kind of just leads to the alert out. We're good. And he was, it was pretty funny, man. He was like, every time another, Headline popped up and sent it to me. I'm like, Bruce, why are you sending me? I don't work for Bleacher Report. I don't work for USA Today. I don't work for the Daily News in New York. I. Leave me alone. Oh, it's pretty
2: funny. Yeah, you told us that story and, and because you told it on, on our show, we led around the horn with it the next day. That was yeah, pretty cool.
9: I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. It's good. Hey, we're we're putting out the facts out there. I like it.
2: Absolutely. Well, I know you got I know you got another story for us coming off on Marcus Williams, who of course is getting all the attention, the missed tackle yeah. on the Stephon Diggs play from yesterday that well, let's face it, it's gonna haunt him for the rest of his life.
9: you, you know what, man, I I don't know if it's gonna haunt him for the rest of his life because he's gonna do so many great things in this league. And look, we trained Marcus out here. Uh, Sean Payton sent his secondary out here to train heading in the training camp for a couple weeks. And then we trained the entire Saints team for six weeks from the start of training camp all the way up to the first game of the season. So me, Randy Couture, and a guy named Jason Borba, another five of them went down and trained them. But they're all out here and they're trained here in LA with us. And I called Sean and I said, Hey, you got one of your kids here? Hey, is Marcus Williams' kid? He said, Oh. I said, dude, and this is true. Most athletic dude we've had in the gym besides Odell Beckham. He is a freak of nature. He is such a good young player. And we all called Sean and we we're like, we have not seen too many guys like this. He was, he's on such a different level athletically than not just everybody on the team that was in there. Every other player we've ever had in the gym besides Odell Beckham. It's unreal what this kid's show level is. So, you know, he, he obviously messed up bad on that play. It whiffed on it, had his eyes looking down. Um, but he is athletic enough, and if, obviously he's going uh, to need some counseling on this one. But if you don't let this get in the way the rest of your career, this kid will end up – he has the skill to make eight, nine Pro Bowls. He is, he's that athletic.
6: Jason Smith, show with me, Mike Harmon, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. On the hotline with us, NFL insider for Fox Sports, the unbreakable performance center owner and founder of MVP – Merging Vets and Players and Touchdown Dreams. Check out vetsandplayers.org for all the good work Jay's doing uh, in that regard. Big things always uh, on the docket there. Jay, we, we turn our attention to the coaching search. Uh, Pat Sherman, just the way he drew it up Uh-oh. for Stephon Diggs and now uh, the wanted man in New York, it would appear.
9: Yeah, you know, and, and look, Pat, here's what Pat's done really well. Um, he withstood Cleveland and right. came out. And came out looking still okay. You know, it didn't just drag him through the mud. Went down and worked under Chip Kelly and was above the fray of what happened over there. Then he's over there in Minnesota. And this is what I really told when I've talked to GMs about him. What I really loved about Pat Shermer is last year's team of the Vikings, there's a lot of horrible things that went on down there. Um, and it was it was a heavy scenario. And to have North Turner, you know, quit the team, leave right. as OC and Pat Shermer still there and just the way he handled everything. Was it just man? It was it's most guys in this league cannot out done that. He was Switzerland throughout the whole thing, and it was a really dicey situation there. It, it, he, he, you know, has this presence that people don't know about because on the surface, he's not going to show it to you. He has a dry sense of humor, he's kind of you know, he, he's not he, he doesn't show you behind closed doors, Pat, too often, but he'll be yelling it in case of ear during the game. He is he got a lot of fire in him. And you know, I think you know, Giants kind of needed a grown-up here, and they're getting one in, you know, Pat Shermer, who, like I said, he's already been dragged through the mud in different scenarios, yet never came out kind of dirty, if you will, on the other side.
2: Hey, Jay, other coaching news: It looks like all reports say Matt Patricia headed to the Lions to become their head yeah. coach, Josh McDaniels to the Indianapolis Colts to be their head coach. Bill Belichick has never let his assistants interview, m- much less stories where they're getting to take jobs here. Uh, is there something going on in New England? What, why this sudden shift and we're, we're getting these stories out now where before it's always been we wait, end of the season, and, and then we find stuff out?
9: No, I think last year with um, Kyle Fann, had everybody knowing he's taking it, it almost became okay. We don't have to wait anymore to, to do the hush-hush. The year before that with Dan Quinn, we kept it hush-hush, even though we knew he was getting a job. It was still kind of hush-hush. Um, this wasn't really the case last year. So I think they're kind of saying, hey, let's just not fool anybody anymore. Um, and then, you know, it, it's interesting uh, because McDaniels interviewed last year for the 49ers job, and they actually chose uh, college at right hand over Josh McDaniels. And, and Josh is a big thing. And he's talked to Chris Fowler a lot, about this a lot, everybody he interviews with. He, when he had his first head coach in and a lot of guys, they have either coached under Andy Reid or coached under Bill Belichick. When you go out and get a job, they try to almost be mini Andy or mini Bill, and it doesn't work. You've got to be yourself. You're sitting in a room with 53 of the most street smart dudes on the planet. You've got to be yourself. You can't try to be mini somebody else. You can't bring the quote Patriots way into another culture. It doesn't work. You're going to have too much pushback. And that's what happened to Josh McDaniels last time around. This time around, Do I think he learned his lesson and he isn't the same way? I do, yeah. And he's talked an awful lot to to Chris Ballard. I don't think he'll be that way with Andrew Luck. It's not going to fly that way. But you don't truly know and totally start working together.
6: Well, I think you put it brilliantly earlier today, Jay, when you asked uh, aloud the rhetorical question, uh, how many people thought Malarkey would get to stick around? Does this mean they already have their coach uh, now that they've – Led him and mutually agreed to go Vegas blackjack dealer?
9: No, I think they're hoping to get their coach. I was thinking they were gonna try and get Johnson Daniels. I remember um new GM used to work up there in, in personnel uh, with the uh, with the Patriots, who's familiar with Patriots. And there's another guy on their staff, by the way, Brian Flores, who's a linebacker coach, who is a stud in in waiting. He'll be a phenomenal head coach here for, for years and I don't know if he gets one now or not, but guys like him and Mike Vrabel, they're kind of like the second wave of these great, you know, coaches. That, these great motivators you're going to have out there.
2: You can follow him on Twitter at Jay Glazer. That is at Jay Glazer. The website, of course, vetsandplayers.org. and uh, check out everything he's got going on at Unbreakable as well. Jay, as always, appreciate it. And if you say if appreciate Bruce Arians has another scoop, you know, let us know. We'll be here.
9: I'll, I'll let him break who his successor is going to be. I think right now it's going
2: to be Mike Munchak. <laughs> okay. Very good. We'll see Thanks a so much. See you, see Jay. Mike Munchak. There you go. There, there you he. go. Bruce Arians, his successor. Twitter at How about a Fresca? The Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon. What a great story about Marcus Williams. The only guy he ever trained more athletic than Marcus Williams, Odell Beckham Jr.
6: It's pretty high praise. Yeah, I mean, and then there's <laughs> me. I mean, I'm the third. Well, guy I on knew that you list. were on the metal stand. Yes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know which of the uh, My, things know, on the periodic table we were measuring at that point. I'm not higher because I got value.
2: hands like panda bears. So I got, I got like fat fingers. So I'd, I'd be higher you on that list. Couldn't
6: hold a, a full-on football. Yeah, it's
5: tough. I got to hold it. I just gotta, couldn't throw it far. You
6: use the Duke Jr. Who yeah, are you kidding?
2: I love the Duke Jr. I'm sure Aww. you do.
5: Small hands.
2: Coming up next, we had a big result in the NBA tonight, and now the winning team is extremely upset why Yay. the Warriors are not happy with the Cavaliers following their win. It's next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harbin live from the Geico Studios. Great news. You want to save money, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. So tonight we watch the Warriors beat the Cavaliers 118-108. It was a fun game for it about was three fun. quarters. Yes. And then the, the Cavaliers never got close I think in the Steve final Kirsten eight said, minutes.
6: Yeah, at my signal unleash hell. Yeah, he decided to coach the
2: tonight. He it was a game where they wanted to win. Did he tighten up the the <laughs> tie or did he start waving it around his hair? Uh but following the game, and we'll have more we'll have our big LeBron conspiracy theory. Coming up in 40 minutes. You I like a, those. You gave me a 7.5 on a scale of one. Oh, to 10 I thought it was good. On this LeBron conspiracy theory. I mean,
6: if we yeah. were talking about a dumpster ah. fire oh, sure. of hot takes, yes. it's it's getting to where it's it's pretty hot, almost Whoa. underneath the ledge right now. Oh, I'm excited it's about maybe that. Maybe boiling over in another half hour from, from now if people get in and How About a Fresca.
2: But the Warriors are not happy with the Cavaliers following their win in Cleveland. Why? Well, Mike, Kevin Durant uh, is very unhappy with something that happened after the game.
6: Salty. Cold showers. The players could, quote, be heard shrieking. Kevin Durant on the cold showers. Man, they got to do something in the queue. Somebody call Braun. So, you know, you have that the conspiracy now that the players are are saying that the Cavaliers took a, a page from the old Boston Celtics playbook. Or maybe the New England Patriots, as some have accused them of messing with the telephone signals and transmissions. So here, they just shut off the hot water.
2: I got to be honest. Yeah. Cold showers really aren't that big a deal. Now, when you first turn on the water, if you're standing under it and it's cold... shocking off. It's a shock. Yeah. But if you turn on the water wait put your hand under it if it's cold after you it hits your body for a couple minutes your body temperature gets okay with it it's not the most comfortable shower in the world but you can shower enough in three or four minutes to be done and go okay it was cold and i didn't like it but as long as it's not that shock you let it touch your skin for a few seconds your body warms up to it a cold shower really is not that it's not that awful I'm just an NBA player who's made a couple hundred million dollars. I'm accustomed to a
6: certain style of life. Oh, I get
2: it, but once in a while, if LeBron says, you know, I'm turning off the pilot light, going with zero dark 23, to well, all that, the hot is water. this an extension of that? I like oh, yeah. that. Uh, you know, look, just, just my, uh, do My me social
7: favor. media accounts are off, and now the shows the pilot. It's it, also, just remember, it's 28 degrees out there. So a cold shower is not necessarily the greatest thing ever.
2: Yeah, no, but but you're running around. Yeah, he wasn't no, 28 run.
7: degrees inside the. No, arena. not inside, but no, outside. Now, shut the heat off factor. in the arena. Now, yeah, but, that'd be fun. That yeah, still he... pays, plays a big factor.
2: Yeah, but you're putting clothes on. You're warming up by then. You're not having to run outside unless they. You know, LeBron had the wall taken down. Yeah, I want to see you do it. <laughs> Who me? This, this really strikes as another Kevin Durant.
6: Like, unless other players start corroborating this story. Yeah, this and is quoting, nothing new. It's, it's, the Celtics
7: used to shut off the air conditioning on the Lakers back in the 80s. Let, In the summertime.
2: And let's let's not lose sight of the fact that Frostberg said he'd like to see me sh- take a cold shower and then go outside with no clothes on. I don't no, Let's I didn't just
7: say I wanted to see no, it. I said
2: I think I'd you like just said that. To do I think it. he was talking about the theoretical C. <laughs> no, I don't Versus know. You don't have the <laughs>
6: with
5: his
2: actual eyes. Oh, you don't have the guts. Oh, Pat oh, I like your son. Oh, I like yeah. that. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon. Uh do we have the actual we're looking for the actual audio. Of Kevin Durant uh in the in the shower, what happened when the warner went on? so hopefully we can bring that to you uh in the next few minutes, but i'm I'm that's you know, again, all sorts of creepy we, that we goes, goes to find against
6: that. uh some of those
2: capital J journalism standards, doesn't it uh, I, you know, no cold showers it's not that big if you listen, if you have five minutes, I stand there. I put my hand under the water, I let it sit there. it's cold. My body temperature starts to regulate. Then I get my whole arm going, and then I'm standing under. Or you can just get a little wet, soap up, rinse off. I mean, it's really, It's it's not the best but thing like in the world, but going, you can do it. It's like taking a shower at camp. Or going, you know, go or going really into a, going into a lake or ocean, going into
6: a cold, non-heated pool. You know, there are people mm-hmm. that go into the non-heated pool. You, yes. mean, you had a
2: cold jacuzzi. I was not a fan of that this weekend. I'm, I'm guessing you no. didn't have but one toe. Hit that cold water? No, no, it was in the jacuzzi, but it was just. I wasn't. No, it was terrible. Or was it lukewarm? No, it was lukewarm, and See, the if jets it's weren't warm, working. That's Although I, I guess you could and say you, the jets haven't been working my whole life.
7: And you're calling the uh, Warriors wimps?
2: No, no, no. I'm just saying. No, no, no. This, this was, this was a. <laughs> At least this is an inconvenience. He's, he's like, water. hey, I paid for this. You this didn't was, even man up this weekend. No, I paid for jacuzzi. The, I paid for the hotel room that I wasn't getting the service I was supposed to. I was supposed to get. But jets why didn't you go in and a hot jacuzzi? I did go in the G- jacuzzi. G- I just wasn't jets. a fan of it. I still went in. I you still did You like did it.
6: complain about
2: it. About no, that. I went. No, Pam went. Complain Holiday Inn Express. Did, did you she really complain? She said, "Hey, you're that person." How come the pool's not heated and, the, guys and the jets what aren't working? Work What's wrong with you? Because we. Why were do you d- got to be that person? Because we were down there with everybody from our soccer team who were playing in a tournament and they wanted to go swimming and it was freezing. Next time, stay at Motel Six. You know what? 6. In five minutes, nah. they would have acclimated. You think Motel Six? They would have been just fine. Motel Six doesn't have tubs. Yeah, well, at least they leave the damn light on. They do. No question about it. It's the Tom Baudet Show here at Fox Sports Radio. A big story from the NFL next on Fox. Greetings. It is hour two of the program, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit geico.com. And as always, you can download the best of the show. It goes up. Right after we get done here, two hours from now, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app. You can listen to the whole show, parts of it. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, iHeartRadio app. Anywhere you want, whatever you want. Rate us, give us five stars. We'll love you forever and ever and ever. You can listen to my. Telling you why the Jaguars are going to beat the Patriots. Aha! My big advice for Saints fans, which we'll get back into again.
1: Duma! But,
2: obviously, the Minneapolis miracle has been the story the last 24 hours. And while an hour ago, we helped Saints fans on it, uh, this this may be a little bit tougher for Saints fans to swallow. Because... Everybody wants to blame Marcus Williams for the final play. And, of course, he missed a tackle. He got a little bit hesitant when it came to, do I hit him? Do I want to avoid a pass interference? Why is he ducking under him? I think he mistimed his tackle. Everything. He blew it. Stephon Diggs goes down the sidelines and goes in for a touchdown that I could listen to Paul Allen make that call all day long.
6: Ten seconds to go. 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers, right,
2: feel and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the
4: pocket. He'll fire to the right
1: side. Caught by Diggs. Stay the oh, oh my God! Half hey. the 30. No way. Touchdown! Oh. Are you kidding what a me? Michael finish. It's a Minneapolis miracle. miracle. on Diggs and the Minnesota oh, Vikings oh. have won the new orleans saints it's a 61 yard
2: minneapolis miracle friend of the show paul allen Have on the call vikings radio network he burst it, uh, a bit uh fired I, up oh, he couldn't under he, 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 <laughs> couldn't, he couldn't contain himself uh, you can't sometimes he, could, kind of, he couldn't I mean, contain the, himself
6: the shot they put up from the from the booth was as good <laughs> as it gets <laughs> watching the blowout the thing i like was uh making the rounds a little bit last night was as they celebrated the touchdown Is right in front of a suite full of Saints <laughs> fans in the end zone. I would
2: have shut his mic off that was just me. <laughs> you know the first couple times I heard Paul Allen's call it sounded like Pete Bursich said what a blanking finish. It's very possible. But then you listen, you hear him say miracle finish. But the first couple well, times when the he edited said version what a blanking hearing. finish that was. <laughs> well, we fixed it in post so it would be available for
6: all radio yeah, then it shows would have been the next day. It.
7: Yeah, well, that's Had true. If he said that, then you can talk all over Paul Allen. Then it, then it's worth it. Start I'm dropping so. a bunch of f But yeah, at that it. moment, you gotta turn your mic off. Let I'm Paul sorry. Paul call that. I'm you, sorry, Paul. You, what a bleeping you, finish you. that was. I can't believe it. That would have been epic.
6: I gotta ask him if he went to the engineers afterwards. You can separate our voices, right? So my call stands yeah, I just and we eliminate him.
2: <laughs> but here's here's the big thing coming off this. Afterwards, Sean Payton said we had everything right, we had the right defensive call, we had everything right. And you know, Marcus Williams misses the tackle. He defended Marcus Williams, didn't say it was Marcus Williams' fault. But this is the big takeaway. As much as it was Marcus Williams missing on a tackle, the Saints, that defensive scheme they had out there for that final play was horrendous. It was awful. It was awful six ways to Sunday and twice on Sunday. That's what I couldn't get over. All right, follow me on this. Here's the final play. There's 10 seconds left, and the Vikings are out of timeouts. All right? They're at their own 39-yard line. What are you? What are you trying to do on this play? The Vikings have one play, right? Maybe if they throw something short, get out of bounds near the 50, they can have one more play. But by all intents and purposes, this is the final play of the game if they complete a pass. Because if they complete a pass and the receiver stays in bounds, that's it. They're not getting up to the line of scrimmage. They're
6: not getting another snap. It's done. How the
2: Vikings weren't in a large prevent-style defense, almost like a Hail Mary-type defense, I don't get where you are – You are on the boundary, and you're giving them the middle of the field. We'll give you 30 yards in the middle of the field. We'll give you 40 yards in the middle of the field. But we are going to come down, and we are going to make a tackle and stop you from getting into the end zone because you don't have any timeouts. All right? That's the defense you needed to be in. And when I tweeted this out yesterday, fans are telling me, Saints fans are going, he's the safety of course. Yeah, but you you were in such a defensive package where one missed tackle by the safety meant a touchdown. All right. You had three receivers on the right side of the field. And because Marcus Williams missed a tackle, Stefan Diggs got into the end zone. That's awful. You can't have that. You can't, you can't have it was it was one on one. It was basically Stefan Diggs and Marcus Williams, and this was gonna be this should have been a play where, hey, it's 50 50 at this point. If we can get him, if we can catch a ball, and have him miss a tackle. But even more so than that. Even if Marcus Williams makes the tackle. There's a great chance, and most likely because that's where Stefan Diggs' momentum was going. There's a great chance if Marcus Williams hits him, Diggs goes out of bounds, and you are kicking – a 45-yard field goal on the next play. No,
6: nah, it's still a 50-yard
2: field goal. Doesn't from, matter. Forbath had just want, kicked a 53-yarder. That, that, that's
6: fine if he kicks another 50-yarder. He kicks another 50-yarder. But, you,
2: but you were in. No, no, you no. You, it's it's 10 seconds left at the 39-yard line. You can't let him get to the point where he kicks a 50 yard. I'm just saying, like if he makes the catch. But you allowed you, him. But you allowed him to catch the ball near the sideline, which is the the two things you couldn't have them do. You can't have him catch a ball near the sideline, and not only that, but like I said. At that point, the game is over. The win, the win percentage for the Saints is 99.9999999%. But not only were you in a bad defensive alignment where one missed tackle meant a touchdown, but you actually let him catch the ball on the sideline where they could kick a 50-yard field goal in the next play. Where four, he just kicked one, just made for 53 yards, gave him the lead. Really, that, that, that was your big defeat? You had everything stopped on that? You didn't. You didn't. You had a, Whatever you put out there was awful. And there was there's nothing you can get away from that that you put out on the alignment that was able to allow this final play to happen.
6: Well, you also didn't play the first half of football. Uh, that 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 hasn't but been spoken. A, one, but you're it, down to no, one I, play. I get you're it. You're down down, to, down one to one play. But let's not dismiss that categorically. The the, the other 59 minutes and 50 seconds did happen. Oh, sure. in this game. But if he makes the grab. And the safety is over the top. Williams is in position to make a play as he comes down. There's still a couple of steps between him and the sideline. But the defensive alignment, just in general, running free and clear, not really contested at all, getting off into his route, that you at least gave Keenum a a shot to make a throw down to the 32, and then it's free and clear from there. Right? was wondering aloud about the Hail Mary type option. Not that you necessarily throw Michael Thomas and company out there, but certainly a consideration given the gravity, no timeouts and making sure you keep them away from the edges. But no matter how you scheme it, you you can't account for him putting down like my, my daughter playing soccer, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever you're going for the big kick to try to clear the zone. Yeah. What are you doing? Don't lift your head up. You got to keep your head down on the ball. In this case, you got to keep your head up to know where the guy is coming at you. You're not going for the big hit. Oh, here he is. You're not going for the big stick. You know, here it's the.
2: But he didn't go up. He missed it. I, he didn't know go I for the big hit. He but but him. you're
6: always wondering what exactly went through his head. Because that's a question mm-hmm. that's never going to be answered. What went through your head is not the answer you're getting. It's, oh, well, you know, this happened and this won't define me. And those are great sentiments. Yeah. But it's like, okay, in that moment. As you're coming up on Diggs, what
2: what exactly went through your head when you put your head down and, and did a drive-by? I guarantee you he got caught between making a hit and not wanting to commit pass interference because he kind of ducks under him. He's almost past Stefan Diggs when Diggs is still coming down with the ball. So I would guarantee you he was there and he thought, oh, I don't want to commit pass interference. It's going to be a field goal. So I kind of duck under, and you get in that point of indecision. And it just happened. I, I would I would bet all my money that's what it was. Because if he really wanted to go for the kill shot, he would have been there. Yeah, but he didn't have it lined up right. And obviously he kind of went F- after oh, him. he kind of mistimed. He mistimed it. Well, he mistimed it, Terry. He mistimed it. And I, honestly, I he didn't even go he didn't even he wasn't even on the on course to hit him if he was. He was off, almost like he decided, I gotta back off him Last here second. because I don't want to commit P.I. I don't want to make that kind of play. And all he did was, you know, knock his, knock his other D.B. over so he couldn't get up and make the tackle. I mean, it, it, it was just well, a you had confluence two, of circumstances.
6: Yeah, the two receivers in the same zone as you, you've heard all day and certainly watched this 9,000 times since it happened yesterday, the improbability of it all in, in terms of how the players all came in and convergence on the sideline and Diggs gets to walk in like he
2: he's got to know there's no help over the top. Like that's yeah, the other thing you know, in, ter- I, I, in I terms know, of the I'm alignment. The last, yeah. I have no help. There's no, but I don't know wh- why you're not in some kind of umbrella coverage where you're, you're, I'll give you the sideline up until midfield, but then you got to have some kind of trickeration play where we're pitching the ball back and you're going. I'll give you that. But you're in an alignment where it was it was, it was was easy. I mean, that Keenum completion was just – he just put – he made a great pass. Don't get me wrong. He made a great pass, put it in a great spot. But Williams wasn't close enough to him to go up and make the play and knock the ball out of his hands or, or break it up. I mean, Diggs was open. Diggs was open. They, they were not ready for anything on that play. That is an epic fail by Sean Payton and company. Because you can just say we were in the right all you want because maybe that helps you sleep at night. Hey, we should have made the play. Marcus Williams should have made the tackle. We should have made the play. Where You are not in the right defensive alignment. You are not in something that there's 10 seconds left. We're going to keep you in the middle of the field, and we're going to stop you from getting something deep. Because what if that play was a Hail Mary? At the 30, you're at the 40-yard line. Case Keenum could have thrown a Hail Mary. You're talking about just having a couple of guys down there. I mean, who else is down? There was nobody between Stefan Diggs and the end zone. So if that was just a we're going to flood three guys down down the side of the field, you're talking about a 50-50 jump ball. You're talking about 3 and 3, and that could have been a touchdown. Well, so and you, you, and you, now you, you
6: start getting into the well, he's going to have to commit and probably pass interference at the one. That
2: was the that was that was so inexcusable. And when Diggs is running for a touchdown, my fir- my first thought on the play when I'm watching it live, I'm going Oh, my God, and I'm waiting for someone to come flying at his angle because that's going to be the tackle. I'm going, oh, Stephon Diggs should have ran out of bounds because now the time's out, but there's nobody. And I realize nobody's coming. It all happened in in my head in like a second. I'm going, he's going to get hit. He should have. No, no, no one's coming. That's a touchdown. Oh, my God. I mean, that's that's really – Marcus Williams is going to bear the brunt, but that was a horrendous job of play calling by the Saints. It was awful. And let's get to the thing that really mattered—the fact that they didn't kick the extra point. So, oh,
6: if, so upset, it was either people. it was either minus five, or yeah. five and a half, yeah. maybe maybe it was four and a half or yeah. some. But that was kind of a big deal. So, it's the one part of it that
2: was really interesting if you stuck around. You know have been awesome to see, like Thomas Morstead is out there, you know, for the Saints. They can run the play if Keenum just took the snap and bulldozed his way into the end zone for a two-point conversion. Spikes the ball in Morstead's face.
6: Yeah, no, just just an interesting <laughs> run of, run of events. And even with the the New, New Orleans possession before that, wasn't terribly pleased. You're passing the ball all over, and then all of a sudden on third and one, when they know, all right, we're just, just gonna run it straight into the line—a play that has no chance in mm. hell of getting you the first down. It's like, all right, we're playing for the field goal now. Like, forget
2: that. Keep running the offense that's moving you down. You still have a half a minute. Twitter at How About A Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon, phone number 87799 on Fox, live from the Geico Studios. More on this game. I got a great message for the Saints fans, but coming up next, I'll tell you exactly why the Jaguars are going to the Super Bowl. Fox.
1: Duma!
2: There's a better way to buy home insurance with Progressive's new home quote explorer tool. Get a
6: custom quote and a great rate all online. See for yourself how much you could save
2: at Progressive.com. Fox Sports Radio. It is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Carmen live from I the Geico Studios. And I'll have a great what I think is. I mean, look, I'm biased because it's you know my thing. But I, have a great, I believe I have a great <laughs> message for Saints I'm biased because, you know, it's my thing. <laughs> I'm biased, it's my, but I think I have a great message for Saints fans. I got a great message. It's tough, but there's no way I can cut up that loss yesterday. But I think I have a great message for them. Like beer is still flowing on Bourbon Street. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have that coming up. I also have my uh, conspiracy theory for the Cavaliers <gasps> and LeBron James coming off the loss we always, of the Warriors tonight. We always like oh, those. Be warned, everybody, get your tinfoil hats ready. But, but you've given this conspiracy theory a 7.5. Oh, I like it. Like I mean, if On a scale of 1 to 10, if 1 is no way, and 10 is absolutely, it's true. You've given this a seven point. Oh, yeah.
6: I, I go, this is this
2: is pretty good. Okay. Take this, that for dad. This right. is
6: uh, passive aggressiveness at its finest. Okay. Explain
7: it to me.
2: Uh, David Fisdale, I will. You're going to be the coach of the Lakers at some point very soon. But let me tell you now why the Jaguars are going to beat the Patriots. Well, you skipped right over the weekend
6: votes of confidence from Jeannie Busson. Ha, <laughs> And for Rob
2: Palenka, here here we're at dinner and smiling together. We, Everything's great. We won't make a move until we talk to Bill Walton first, and then we'll decide, and we have to call David Fisdale what we want to do with the Lakers coaching position when Magic Johnson steps in in the interim. The Jaguars are going to beat the Patriots. I say this despite the fact the Jaguars are doing my least favorite thing in the world, appearing very self-satisfied after beating the Steelers. Everywhere you go. Everywhere you saw today, Jaguars players were saying the same thing. Mike Mitchell, you said we were going to know your name. Now you're watching us next week. They said the Steelers were so great. They're watching us next week. Everything there was oozing with self-satisfaction. Look, you had Jalen Ramsey after landing back in Jacksonville, who, look, at worst, he's the third best cornerback in football. You had him saying, we're going to win the Super Bowl.
1: I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We're going to the Super Bowl, and we're going to win that. Yeah. we going to win that.
2: Yeah.
1: Duval!
2: All right, two things. Number one, I don't know why he's using a microphone because it's only by a dozen Jaguars man Oh, uh, is that too
1: soon? It's cool? too soon, bro. Well, there were a
6: couple of hundred people waiting for autographs, if nothing else. The week after... Mark Brunel doesn't count as a
2: player. <laughs> Jimmy Smith doesn't count. Keenan McCardell Did you say Jimmy MJD Smith? was there. I said Jimmy Smith. What? Who else was there? MJD. Oh, sure. MJD. Fred Taylor. None of those guys. But the week after next is the Pro Bowl. That's so good. So why, why does he want... I think he misremembers. No, maybe, maybe he's doing the Bill Belichick no days off. But here's the... But Come he, out for the Pro Bowl, but too. He,
6: but here's the other thing. Is... Is the fact that they, they came to the game in Pittsburgh, those, those folks, are they going to be at Foxborough? I mean, now, now this gets into that whole debate we always have during the college football playoffs of having people start becoming
2: nomads and traveling with their teams. <laughs> That's fun. I want to do that when I retire. I wanna I'm do, not I'd waiting I'd love to I be retire. able to do that. I'd love to be able to do, able do that. No, but you're gonna have because you're next to me. What, what are you gonna do? Oh, Har- Harmon went to go watch. Harmon's on the road again. They went to go went to watch Northwestern play a basketball game. No, the easiest way <laughs> to watch you? a Jets game is a uh, home game. Easily. Uh yeah, yeah. Well, as long cheapest as cheapest way too. As long as they're still on TV, you know, because they, they may not be televised. That I can't start promise you.
1: J e t e Jets.
2: But here's why I don't like that. I never like when teams seem self satisfied because invariably you feel like we have everything buttoned down and you come out. At- and get punched in the mouth the next week. Or, and that's what I
6: think is going to happen. But I uh, get punched in the mouth, Jason.
2: The Jaguars were a bad matchup for the Steelers. The Jaguars are also a very bad matchup for the Patriots. Because the Jaguars, one very simple thing, they pressure the quarterback using just their defensive line. That's so unbelievably huge. You don't have to blitz to create pressure. This is why it's a big deal. And no one can give me the old, oh, well, no quarterback likes it when there's pressure on him. Yeah, I know, but no quarterback changes. <laughs> it is true. Right, but no quarterback changes so visibly like Tom Brady. No elite quarterback changes so vis- Aaron Rodgers doesn't change like that. Cam Newton doesn't change like that. Rob, Nobody changes like Tom Brady because, trust me, I've seen Tom Brady play every single bleeping game. What happens is this, and not every team can do it, but if you can pressure him and hit him a couple of times early, as long as you are around him on plays, and the Jaguars' defensive line is that good, as long as you are around him, he will do two things. He will throw the ball early, and he will throw it low. And he'll throw it at the receiver's feet, whether he's throwing it or running back out of the backfield, Gronk over the middle, Brandon Cooks 15 yards downfield, that is what happens. The Jaguars will do that to Tom Brady on Sunday. And they will force him into a horrendous game because that's what the defensive line can do. And I know that they're going to have a plan for the Jaguars secondary. I know they're okay, this is what we're going to do. And do a, It doesn't matter when Brady throws the ball early and low. I've seen it. I've seen it so many times. He changes. He cha- He barks at his teammates. He gets mad. He changes. And this is not a great Patriots offensive line to begin with. And he needs to hit guys out of the backfield to keep that offense humming. They can't keep – the, if they keeping the running backs in, then guess what? Gronk ain't going to be open over the middle. This is what's going to happen. Not that the Jaguars' offense is going to do a ton, but they'll give Leonard Fournette the football 35 bleeping times, and they will sledgehammer the Patriots' defense into submission where the fourth quarter he's breaking off big runs and I see the Jaguars with a lead and a huge drive and it's four net left and four net right and he breaks into the end zone for a touchdown with a couple minutes left to go that gives them a double digit lead and we're going oh my god the bleeping Jaguars are in the Super Bowl that's what's going to happen on Sunday
6: I like your prop there you theory
2: go. there you go this Boom. one's a
6: worse hot take than the, Boom. Than the, the one that you, you've unloaded on me with the Cavaliers.
2: I'm sorry you don't like it. It's,
6: so uh, well, it's, it's a great theory, and, and I do agree that the matchup defensively is a worse one for the Patriots than you would have seen from the Steelers. Why? Because we've seen that act a few times. We've seen the Patriots dismantle it. Uh, as we, we've we talked about, and you know I was doing the pregame fund yesterday before the Jaguars in Pittsburgh uh, kicked off with Dan Byer uh, on the network, and he was intrigued by it, calling for the Jags to upset Pittsburgh based on that. And and part of it, just wanting the narrative. For me, I, I wanted to see the Jaguars win because I wanted to see things burn, right? I like <laughs> I like chaos between the white lines and giving Le'Veon Bell's demands, Roethlisberger back and forth, the Todd Haley situation. All, all these things it be, makes a much more interesting offseason at Pittsburgh with a loss. To the Jaguars. Now moving ahead to the next matchup, you get Burkhead back. Allen Branch. We're going to be monitoring him. I don't know that we've watched a defensive lineman's injury status as closely as we will this one this week in terms of trying to shut down Fournette and and keep them at bay. I mean well, that's one thing Pittsburgh didn't, and I think it's gotten lost in all of the. Let's talk about how silly the onside kick was. They forced zero, three and outs yesterday. Against it wasn't Jacksonville. a great day. They did it. They did it. Jacksonville kept the ball moving. Yeah, what you had four four downs, right? So mm-hmm. first down on, on on the first play, and then three and out thereafter. But no true three and outs, and a lot of time coming off the clock. So for New England, it's imperative on the defensive side that they're able to to force Bortles into third and long, and make sure the spy actually does his job when Bortles has to come out and make sure that Yeldon is looked at. On the the defensive side, we know that the strength of the Patriots is not working against those corners. It's trying to find places down the seams where you got the backs flaring out. Gronkowski, I don't think, gets shut down altogether. That's one of those. But with Burkhead back, getting the ball out quickly is going to be key for Tom Brady. Yes, it, it won't be a pretty game. I'm not looking for this for style points, but I'm, I'm not ready to say the Jaguars go in and roll in Foxborough and that Bortles doesn't make the mistake. See, but Cause, No, because no, we I go for a I
2: month work, on one side where everybody's, yeah. you know, extolling like, the oh, virtues I, I, look, of Bortles. Jaguar. I, I don't expect Bortles to throw for more than 150 yards, but he's not going to need to. All, all the points you make about the Patriots and what they're planned to do is great, but it's not going to stop the fact that when Brady is pressured, he throws it early and low. Sure. Guys are going to be open. Guys are going to be there. But he's going to throw it, and Rex Burkhead and, and, and White and Deion Lewis are going to turn around and go, why'd you throw the ball and hit me in the back? And Brady's going to go, you're going to turn around faster, whatever the hell Brady likes to yell when it's his fault, but he wants to blame somebody else. That, that's just like every other quarterback happen. that's you ever didn't eat your thrown. Kale. You didn't train with That's Like every that's why I threw it. Every, <laughs> it. <laughs> every other
6: quarterback that has ever played in the <laughs> National Football League that wasn't punched in the face it's by their linebacker.
2: But, that, but Tom Brady's never been hotter. What happens to him? That's I'm try, I, I see it. No quarterback that's elite changes. All you got to do, and not even drill him, just hit him a couple of times, and then just be around him. I mean, pawn at his legs, but that's all you need to do is be around him, and he will throw it early and he will panic because that's what he does. It, it's every game. Not every team can do it, but when teams can do it, that's what happens. Go be. look at every playoff game the Patriots have lost. I guarantee you you'll see it. I saw it in the Jets game next last week of the season. Sure. The Jets were doing it to Brady. He was throwing it low, hitting guys. I'm going, God, if the Jets could only get five yards – They might be able to win this game, but they're still able to win when Tom Brady was awful. That's what's going to happen. And The Jaguars are actually good. Not so fast. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon, Mike at Swollen Dome. Coming up in one minute, my LeBron conspiracy theory after tonight. Who, me? Yeah. Maybe a 7.5 on a scale of 1 to 10. But first, a guy whose updates are always 10. On a scale of 1 to 30, wow. it is oh, well, Tom hey.
8: <laughs> Jeez, I thought we were bonding. It's Tom Looney. Okay. Uh, uh, coaching merry-go-round was underway today. Sportscasters with no thesaurus like to call it a coaching carousel. If you guys grab some brass rings, who says life ain't easy for a boy named Patricia? The Detroit Lions will hire Patriots defensive coordinator Matt Patricia as their next head coach. Patricia, a man. Uh, has run the New England defense since 2012. New York Giants again going hire Vikings offensive coordinator Pat Shermer as the new head coach. A uh, Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels will give it another go. He failed miserably in the Mile High City. He'll be now in, in Indianapolis, Indiana, down the street from St. Elmo's coaching the Indianapolis Colts. Texans defensive coordinator Mike Rabel can interview with the Titans for their head coaching job. To Major League Baseball we go. San Francisco Giants have acquired Pirate star Andrew McCutcheon in a big trade and one NBA game tonight. Most of the MLK games today were during the day as they normally are, an MLK day. But tonight we do have one game in progress as my lips are moving, as they always are. End of the third quarter, Clippers in front of the Rockets, 92-48 at Staples Center. No the, just Staples Center like flock of seagulls. Now... Back to two guys who bring it, give 110% every night of the week. No caveats or comedy, Jason. (laughs) Just a simple compliment for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. (laughs) I really got you with that scale of 1 to 30. Yes, you did.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Lurdy. We're live from the Geico Studios. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save. On auto insurance. So here's my LeBron conspiracy theory. After tonight, who me? Warriors beat. You got to get a new one. Tyshit, You got to get a new one. Got to get a new LeBron. Oh, come man, on, you man. You know every five minutes is a new audience. Come on, man. But I mean, it's been who me for like two and a half years with LeBron. All right, I'll call him. I mean, come on, man. I need something else. I it's need really something good. else from LeBron. It's a really good one. I gonna know. gonna come back to, the but not it's been two, two and a half two, years, man. It's been two and a half years. You need a new one. All right. The Phil Jackson no is pretty well. It's only been a couple of months, but that come on. That's new.
4: Is it the playoffs yet?
2: Phil, go back to sleep. We're not talking about the I think we know what we're doing. Yes, the Knicks won tonight. Nita almost had a triple-double in 20 minutes. Now go back to sleep. You're up to date. I think it's
4: a matter of trust and a matter of rebuilding the trust that we've had. And, yes, I have talked to Kobe, and uh, he called me this morning and congratulated me on the job.
2: Phil, go back to sleep, please. No. All right. Go read a book. No. Then I'm just going to talk, and you shut up. All right, there we go. Warriors beat the Cavaliers 118 108. Big night for Kevin Durant, 32 points, eight assists. LeBron James, 32 points, eight rebounds, six assists tonight, had four blocks, only took two threes, eight out of 13 from the free throw line, eight turnovers. Now, no, don't worry. I'm not saying LeBron James is throwing games. Boy, that would be a great hot take, though. LeBron's throwing games, 877, 99 on Fox, but. But if boring. someone
6: now clips that off, I think you're going to jail the or world. getting sued or something. I can't get sued for that. That's I a can't. pretty
2: big uh, a- allegation. No, 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 no. I can't get sued for out-of-context things. <laughs> I can't get sued for it. Oh, I don't I, know. Just I, the way you threw it out I there. I don't it. know. I am, I am. am Slanderous, libelous, I was a hatred. Bi- I was a big fan when Letterman would, would play the late-night unfair edit, and he used to do it with Schwarzenegger all the time, and he would just cut stuff Schwarzenegger would say together. And I remember my favorite was... Schwarzenegger from the same speech says, "I will not rest until California and then butted up to is spiraling downward into oblivion." <laughs> yes, yes, I do remember that cut. Uh, but I mean, and I don't know who's got a better beard right now, Letterman or Matt Patricia. But rubber baby buggy bumpers. LeBron carried the Cavaliers for a long time. Needed to. They had a slow start. Carried them. Now Isaiah Thomas is back, and. As we said, LeBron will ease off the throttle a bit because he's going to be ready for the postseason. But let me throw this at you tonight. After tonight, in which he had eight turnovers, didn't take any threes really, missed some free throws. Let me just throw this out there. LeBron knows the Cavaliers need to make a big deal at the deadline, whether it's DeAndre Jordan, whether it's somebody else. We need to make a move if we're going to compete with Golden State. If LeBron had kept taking over games the way he had up until right before Isaiah Thomas came back, the Cavaliers would still be winning, right? And, and there be Dan Gilbert might say, yeah, you know what? We don't need anybody. We're fine. We're good. We're winning these. We got this. We got Isaiah Thomas back. He's our big addition. We're absolutely fine. But LeBron easing off the throttle, he knows we're going to lose a fair amount of games. We don't need to be first in the Eastern Conference. We're still going to be the best team, and they're going to get back to the finals. But if we lose some games and I start talking about changes we need, that's going to make everybody realize, you know, we do need change. We do need better players because suddenly now, okay, we're losing a couple more games than we expected. We're losing games to teams we didn't think we'd lose to. We lost to the Warriors here. Here's a game many people saw, and LeBron turned it over a lot. And this is going to convince Dan Gilbert and company, and put the pressure on them, you have to go out and get somebody big. Yeah, I don't want you to feel we can rest on our laurels and think when Isaiah Thomas gets rolling, we'll be unstoppable because maybe we won't be. Whether it's DeAndre Jordan, somebody else, LeBron wants the Cavaliers to go out and make a move. So he's stepping off the throttle a little bit, knowing full well we're going to lose a few games, but that's okay because that's going to make us and convince everybody, Dan Gilbert and company, we need to go out and make a move. He'll give the blessing for absorbing salary, whatever it is. We'll go out and get the player we need at the deadline to go compete and win this season. And you gave me a 7.5 on a scale of 1 to 10 on that conspiracy theory. No,
6: I enjoy it immensely for a number of reasons, uh, not the least of which is Dan Gilbert and company have to be looking around the, the boardroom and in each of their meetings trying to determine, all right, if this is the last hurrah with LeBron, are we just going to go as is, or do we push all into the center of the table? Mm. Hoping that it may have a domino effect. And, look, we, we always have to wonder what the relationship really is, right? The mm-hmm. the uneasy, you know, relationship, or as it's been described, that even though LeBron went back to Cleveland, that they still are at arm's length. Whatever, whatever the truth is of, of that relationship, you're still looking at for Gilbert as, all right, if we can win and we get an asset that's here for a couple of years with a contract that's locked up, does that maybe entice LeBron to stay and continue to pile up here versus a truly exploring free agency? So there's two things working. Not only do you want to win now, appease LeBron and, and try to make sure you shore things up, but you're trying to figure about the future because one of your only assets to trade is your top pick for the 2018 draft so now it's the you know are we all in do we have an inkling that LeBron's out because if he's leaving anyway do we just say okay forget it we'll win if we can win but we need that piece going forward for marketing and sales and to compete kind of we all know Rome wasn't
4: built in one day
6: Right, because the East isn't as easy as it was last year. It was them and the Celtics.
2: No, and now the Knicks. And you kind of chuckle. Three games under five.
6: Sorry. Well, (laughs) but on any given night, they might give you a run and fight you. But you look at Boston. You look at Toronto. You look at Miami playing good basketball. Washington with their backcourt, and even Indiana. Indiana three and zero against them in the regular season. You look at Milwaukee with. Atenecupo, when he's not wearing the Packers jersey that they gave him, he can still uh, make things happen. And even Detroit, they've slumped slumped off, but they had started the season hot. So the East, much more difficult to navigate that it's not necessarily a walk in the park to the NBA Finals again along the way. So for Dan Gilbert, I think your conspiracy theory holds weight because it, it just ratchets up the heat a little bit saying, OK, let's let's make management a little uncomfortable because now they have to look at both ends of the spectrum for the next four months versus the long haul. Uneasy.
2: Uneasy. I like it. I'll ease off the throttle. It'll make us get a guy at the deadline. LeBron James, yo. I know guy. LeBron's throwing games. 877. 99 99 (laughs) on Fox. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Coming up next.
5: Well, I'm the king.
2: You are going to hear a phenomenal story about Marcus Williams, the GOAT, and I don't mean greatest of all time, of the NFL playoffs that was told earlier tonight here on the show by Jay Glazer. Trust me, you want to hear it. It's next on Fox.
1: And may God bless California.
2: Dear New Orleans Saints, sorry what happened yesterday. Boy, that kind of sucked. But – Go back. Maybe it's revenge for what happened in the 2009 NFC title game. Remember when we couldn't ponder passing? Ha,
1: <laughs> ha, hey! Hey!
2: Hey! hey, we got Brett Favre and Jerry Rice in the trunk. They got that stuff on their backs. They're playing touch football with each other in commercials. Should we let them out? Give me back. This is Stan. BS. This a bad defensive alignment on that last play, too. I like that commercial with Brett Favre and Jerry Rice throwing passes to each other, wearing the big back braces. (laughs) It's kind of fun. We just
6: keep seeing all sorts of crazy stuff. It's kind of fun
2: in a men of a certain age, you know, way there. I I like that. I like like to see that as a TV show. Favre and Jerry Rice decide, I don't know, they can do something that younger men can do and can they pull it off? I don't even play football because that's stupid. But she I mean said, something don't else. Don't we
6: kind of have that now with that Terry Bradshaw
2: show? They go on a road. Him trip and Henry somewhere. Winkler hanging out. Yeah, no, but I mean Shatner no, I, <laughs> I whoever else. No, in I don't that want show. guys who are who are old. <laughs> I want guys who are kind you know, contemporaries. Guys who are a little bit older, you know, than I. Guys in their fifty you know, guys that are fifty. That's what I want. To and see. they're
6: sitting around deciding yeah. which supplement they're gonna use. Sure. That's what I want. Uh, contemporaries.
2: That's I don't Isn't want to that like it. W- no, Legends anywhere. House
6: on the WWE <laughs> Network? Isn't that really kind of yeah. where you're heading with this? Let's get them all in a room. Or the Heisman House ads. I mean, we already have
2: that. <laughs> hey, here's Tebow. Hey, look. T- Tebow's the only one that's still in shape. I'm so excited. Tebow and Jason White are the only ones that are in shape. I'm very, and very knows excited about it. Who the hell Jason it. White is? That's right. He uh, won the Heisman. Never okay. heard of him. Hey, all fifty right. bucks an inscription. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Williams getting all the blame, and rightfully so, for the botched final tackle, the miracle in Minneapolis, or the Minneapolis miracle from a day ago that put the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. We talked about that play with Jay Glazer, NFL on Fox, early in the show tonight, and he told us a great story about Marcus Williams when I said, Jay, I, you know, he's going to think about this play for the rest of his life, and Jay had a really interesting story about the guy who blew the tackle.
9: Sean Payton sent his secondary out here to train, and then we trained the entire Saints team for six weeks. And I called Sean, and I said, hey, you got one of your kids here? This Marcus Williams kid? He said, oh. I said, dude, this is true. Most athletic dude we've had in the gym besides Odell Beckham. He is a freak of nature. He is such a good young player. And we all called Sean, and we're like, we have not seen too many guys like this. He was He's on such a different level athletically than not just everybody on the team that was in there, every other player we've ever had in the gym besides Odell Beckham. Obviously, he's going, to need some, uh, he's going to need some counseling on this one, but if you don't let this get in the way the rest of your career, this kid will end up, he has the skill to make eight, nine Pro Bowls. He is, he's that athletic.
2: There we go. Great story from Jay. most athletic guy that he's ever trained besides Odell Beckham Jr.,
6: it's high praise, given the number of top-level athletes that have gone through that center and those that keep clamoring to come in. It keeps growing, and man's got so many businesses anymore. Mm. It's surprising that he has time for vodka with Bruce Arians. But still getting it done. But for Marcus Williams, I mean, one of the key points to this whole Saints season is how the, the defense that had been such a question mark for years rose up, and then... Right as everybody jumped onto the narrative, in the biggest moment, there's this type of letdown and this type of miscommunication and this type of just poor alignment. No timeouts left. It was bad. It was all, no I mean... extra help circling over. And obviously, yes, he's the safety coming in for the big hit. And the way they ran the route with two receivers along that sideline certainly confused some things, but knowing your angles and knowing your opportunities, this is a spot, the biggest spot, and it doesn't go away, right? Of, of all your big moments in NFL history, the better story is always in the losing locker room, and it is, of course, here.
2: I don't know. It's not a better story. It's just it's just a, a bigger story. <laughs> well, the
6: better story yeah. for no, no business. I get yeah, 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 yeah. Stephon Diggs walking to the end zone yeah. and then throwing his helmet and potentially, you know, Hurting someone really badly as that
2: flies through the look, air. I gotta throw this for you. What if Stefan Diggs stepped out of bounds? Isn't that isn't that a 15 yard penalty? Throwing his helmet and suddenly now the Vikings are out of field goal range. Yeah. I mean, yes, what if is. he stepped out of bounds? I mean, he knew, but you, you can never be sure. He didn't think, but they had to go back and look at it to make sure, and he didn't. He wasn't even close. But what if he stepped out of bounds? And you can't be sure at that point if you're him that you that would know you stepped out of bounds. I mean, it's you're talking about guys on the field without helmets on, and he's throwing his helmet and not a penalty? Can we get Paul Allen on and simulate that? Woo! Hey, Paul, hey, what I if he stepped out of bounds? Why do you
6: ponder <laughs> taking your helmet off and throwing it? The ponder passing <laughs> would
2: so pale in comparison to the response to that. I mean, think about that. Twitter, how about a fresco? Think about it. If he had stepped out of bounds, you got to call it, right? I mean, that suddenly it's out of bounds, and instead of kicking a 50-yard field goal, no, there's two seconds left, and you're throwing a Hail Mary from midfield. Just think about that for a second. That's the next level. They might have defended that one better. Twitter it out, out of Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Arman. Coming up next, the best message I can possibly give to Saints fans. and It will help everybody else in any walk of life. Fox. I really think we got to redo that with more Caesar. More emphasis on Caesar. <laughs> Come on, for your consideration, you know, best actor. And let me, and let me, <laughs> and let me just tell you, and let me just be honest with you. You know, this past weekend, you're you and I, you and my daughters both played in a big soccer team. There tournament. was a
6: lot of soccer. There right, was had. a lot of soccer this weekend. A lot weekend. of travel, a lot of soccer.
2: One of the girls on Zoe's team, her dad, phenomenal guy. He comes to all the games. Brought snacks for the girls. Is great. I love his daughter. Was he dressed He's up as Caesar? Player. No, his name is Caesar. Is he? So every oh, time that's I hear, great. every time I hear someone say his name, we go, "Hey, uh, Caesar, are you here?" Family. <laughs> I'm to turn around
1: and just see Andy Circus.
2: Center midfield. Throwing. Or he just starts breathing that way
6: <laughs> when I see him. That'd be kinda of funny. Uh, it'd be a good move. I would like to see that play out uh, in front of you.
2: I just like saying his name. Caesar. And I want to talk to him like, you know, I'm Jason Clark or James Franco talking Caesar well, you know, when James Franco had a good reputation, was a good guy. Caesar! Caesar! Listen to me. Caesar! Don't do this. <laughs> I mean, what if I walked up and just said that he would go? I think he might punch hell, you in the face. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> in the
6: face, you get really mad. That's pretty good, though. Name your kid Caesar. Oh, that's a strong, strong move. That's how you'd have to talk to him, Caesar. This is wrong.
2: There should not be war, Caesar.
6: <laughs> Caesar. Trauma- traumatic childhood. Everything sounds just so much, uh, so much emphasis and gravity to everything you're doing there always some music swelling in the background
2: and tj as far as it goes for caesar salad days of the planet of the apes franchise dj for your consideration so best ha- actor i'm so happy Berman and tj gonna be back for one
6: day what <laughs> and, i wonder what the ra- we you talk about ratings all the time do you hate
2: me enough to let me come back for one week with tj I mean, can is that I, in the contract? Can I come back? Like, one, you know what? One day, uh, you know, we're paying you anyway. Get back here. I mean, I know I not know. the Super Bowl because you need Trey Wingo and Susie Colbert to, you know. But can I, you know, with Deej, you know,
8: Deej?
6: Well, they said at the end yeah. of that game last night when Stephon Diggs was running towards the end zone, some forty million Americans were sitting around their televisions mm-hmm. and watching that grandiose moment. How many re- trumpet the return of Berman and? And TJ and
2: out of the James Woods
6: Digstown towards the end zone. Okay, one you don't want TJ. any James Woods reference. No, but he was right in Digstown. I, I, mean, I D- Digstown nicely done. What else L- you gonna L- L- say? Guy, just go to Lou Gossi, Jr. and be done with it. And and, and you and I, are the only two people that know what Digstown is. The Vikings
2: <laughs> on the case, Keenum, as they beat the Saints, who. That nation going home. DJ. <laughs> Ego
6: got me wanting to go watch Diggstown again. <laughs> Digstown was a for, really fun should movie. Should we have a viewing party like all of the folks for here? Diggstown? No, oh. For Digstown? For, no! For the return of Berman and TJ. Oh, okay. How many puns can we get? <laughs> Suddenly, all the ratings for the end. That's what
2: everybody's waiting for. For Berman and TJ to come back. The triumphant return. That's what we're waiting for. Back,
6: back, back, back. But people
2: felt so compelled and Jolly so moved old by this. St. Nick Foles, the Foley artist. But so many people. Foleying were... his way to victory. You Victor want to get an Axel
6: Foley in while you're
2: at it? And, DJ, the Eagles, no foreigners to the NFC title game. Nick, Mick Foley, Foleying his way. Hot blooded is
6: the that's Eagles. Enough. That's it. TJ. <laughs> Normally we get the random screaming from executive producer Justin Frost. From, Here you hit a point where Tysher didn't had enough. I don't know that you've ever had T-shirt just say stop before as the uh, word association well, game that's continues. Good, though. I, I mean, was just more thinking the, the lot of us together yeah, to watch permanent sure. and TJ that it might be funny and we'd set an over under before someone
2: throttled you he's had a year to think of new nicknames how about that yeah i mean i I can't wait when he comes for for case keenum i mean that's good and a cold case keenum in the first half tj all right i'm about to stab you with this pen (laughs) (laughs) tj uh now i have a message for all the Saints fans. Do you need some music under this? No, uh, no, no. To no, give but, it some, no, like, we, really... You know what we need, really though? Big. We need friend of the show, Paul Allen, to describe the play once again. Oh, okay. So we can understand just exactly what we're talking about.
4: Ten seconds to go.
6: 24-23 Saints. Vikings at their own 39. It's third down. Three receivers right, feel,
4: and left. Marshawn Lattimore, 12 yards from Adam. Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right
1: side. Caught by Diggs. Stay in the Oh, my God! Lose. Oh, my God! 30! Hey. What a me? miracle finish. It's a Minneapolis no miracle! Way. Stephon Diggs and the Minnesota oh Vikings no. have lost up on the New Orleans Saints! It's a 61 yard Minneapolis miracle!
2: Vikings Radio Network on the call. I think Paul Allen's got to patent that Minneapolis miracle before too many t-shirts get printed off.
6: I don't think he had enough time to
2: trademark. (laughs) (laughs) So the play we're talking about, Marcus Williams blowing the tackle, we'll have more on the tackle itself coming up in about 15 minutes, but here's my message for Saints fans. You will never get over this play. That's a a
6: big thesis statement right there. You will never
2: get over this play. I'm not, and there's no way I'm going to couch it. But, no, you will never get over this play. You will think about this play every day of your life. It will pop into your head at odd intervals. Many teams have plays they will never get over. Fans, I still think about the 86 and 98 AFC championship games. I won't get over it. I won't get over Familia giving up that bleeping home run in the ninth inning of Game 1 of the World Series. Stop. But you will never get over this play. So the best thing you need to do is to find a new normal because this is how you're going to move on as a fan. It sucks, but you have to deal with it. Now, obviously, in life, there's many bigger things. You find the new normal. Things happen in your life that suddenly your life is never the same. This is from a sports fan perspective, obviously. But this loss defines you, defines your franchise. The sooner you accept that this will always be a part of you, then you're close to trying to not moving on, because like I said, you'll never move on from that. You'll know. You'll know. as Seahawks fans who are still going to think the rest of their lives, we should have another Super Bowl. We should have won back-to-back, but Pete Carroll decided to throw to the end zone, and we're never going to get over it. Many teams have situations and plays like this you won't get over. It hurts this badly because the Saints would have won the Super Bowl. They were that good. They were on the cusp of beating a team – that many people thought were going to make it. They have a great defense. They're a great all-around team. Breeze went down and got the points at the end. This was it. You would have beaten the Eagles next week because Nick Foles is not walking out with a victory, and you would have gone to the Super Bowl and beat the Jaguars or the Patriots because you were the most complete team in the NFL. That's why this stings, and that's what's going to happen because you will deal with this for the rest of your life. If you're an older fan, it won't hurt as much because you have other pressures in your life. You have I really thought you were going to say as long. No, no, no and you have, and you, were, you were counting on the the sleep. No, no, you have mortgages and you have things to deal with in life. You have kids in college. But if you're a younger fan and this is it, and you're this is going to consume you because you, this is going to this is what you're going to think about. And like I said, many other fans can alter. I'm getting a lot on Twitter. I'm still in over this game and this game and this game. It's who you are. I mean, that's the most true thing I can tell you. I can't just brush stuff away and go, oh, it's going to be great. You'll wake up tomorrow. You're over it. No, you're not over it. And if you say you're not over it right now, it's because you're still in shock. You will never get over this. You will see this play. You will hear about it. It will always, every, I mean, it every day, it will pop into your head at some point. Maybe just for a second, sometimes for five minutes. Sometimes you're talking about it with a friend, whatever it is, that play will pop. You just have to realize. It's part of who you are, and you have to move forward. Find that new normal because that's where you're going to be.
6: Well, You're always going to be reminded whenever you see another picture of Drew Brees of how it all went, went horribly wrong as he's turning 39 oh. with an uncertain future, saying all the right things in terms of his comments post-game and going forward about the nucleus that's been built. But you you mentioned Seattle. I mean, think about how quickly that window closed. Or as much as you've got Russell Wilson and you say, okay, we have the quarterback, now figure the rest out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to figure out in Seattle right now. I mean, you're, you're changing coaches. You've got a number of players from that vaunted defense that are either retiring or moving on to other places. You have the Jeremy Lane, who may or may not have been back anyway. Now he's in trouble with the law. I mean, you've got so much going on that when you look at the Saints, you're, you're one play. Your one tackle from moving on to the conference title game. I don't dismiss Nick Foles quite so quickly like you. Nah, you've Foles. decided you you nah. hated. You've got a, a hate thing with Nick Foles. You tried to tell me how great the Falcons were. Not so fast, my
2: friend. Oh, they led, They held them to fifteen points. Fifteen points. Falcons should out. And the Eagles in held in them at the to nine. ten. First and goal at the nine. Seven of which
6: were a gift off a of muff
2: punt. Oh a gift wrap. <laughs> TJ, TJ, the Maddie ice flow breaking off the Arctic shelf and into the turf on fourth down. TJ,
6: terrible play design, by the way, if we want to go into, hey, let's cut off half the field
2: and stare down our receiver the entire time. And Julio (laughs) Jones, even if he caught it, he comes down out of bounds. Bad bad job. Bad job all around. I mean, Falcons (laughs) fans, they're going to be replaying that. They're they're living with last year's losing a 28-3 lead and blowing the Super Bowl. They're going to live with that forever. You need to find the new normal. Falcons fans, oh, we're over it. We're on to the next No, you are going to live with that forever. Got to find a new normal. Accept it. You have to accept that. Things are never gonna be the same because of this sports wise. And then you can find you can find your way to peace. It's never gonna be great. It's never gonna be incredible because oh, I forgot. Unless you somehow find a way to excise it from your memory and you have like a trigger word that makes you not think about it, which I would love to do for some. We can work skates. into that.
6: Yeah. Maybe it's like stirring a cup of tea or something would, would
2: help. Oh, like in get out, you just stirring the tea. Well, I didn't want to spoil tea. it, so I wasn't gonna name that. It's been out a while. People okay. can see it. What is that was that? You blew it! What what what, what is that? Pouring tea? Yeah, it could that, You like, have
7: to pour tea before you stir tea.
2: No, I know, but that but where's the stirring tea sound effect? But I then mean, if I do
6: that, isn't Little B gonna curse me? No, no, no. no that's, I that's, it, a, that's a Catherine Keener, not the like Little B
2: stirring it up. But no, 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 I, I don't it's know. Okay, no, you have it, to be eating a, it. You have to be eating. Okay, it. it's all a world it. of hurt. You don't just it, the stirring is what. No, but you have to be eating it. That's what it is. That's okay. the cooking. Yeah, yeah. You, so that's how we are spooning and eating. That's one. That's a W. No, that's something different entirely. Oh, okay. That's absolutely. He didn't do many of those. Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Coming up next, if you want to blame Marcus Williams, that's fine. But We'll tell you what is exactly at the root of the Minneapolis miracle. That's next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio. Need a little slide over baby music. After what we're going to tell you what went on between the Rockets and the Clippers. We're live from the Geico studios. Great news. You want to save money? Go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance.
5: I'm happy as hell.
2: Uh, No, Nick Saban, this does not involve you. We'll get back into the true blame for the Saints and Vikings final play in about 10 minutes, but... Clippers beat the Rockets 113-102. And there was a huge dust-up in this game where we nearly saw many different fights. and A lot is of bad. anger. Yeah, because Blake Griffin gets called on an elbow on a play late in this game. And tempers flare to the point where Chris Paul gets in Blake Griffin's face with the basketball. He has to be separated from Blake Griffin. Jerry West comes down out of the stands, standing on the Clippers' sideline. I'd love to see Jerry West get in there and start throwing punches. I'm Mr. Clutch! Come here! And then, bam, he just starts hitting people. But I think my favorite part of this was the fake tough guy move by Mike D'Antoni. So much so it's my favorite fake tough guy move. i got to respect it because I don't respect fake tough guy moves. I... I never respect them. Hate, 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 but I like this. Maybe because, you know, I don't know why, but I'm unpredictable. (laughs) Sometimes you just
6: take a left turn on me,
2: and I'm not quite sure where it comes from. While there's a skirmish on the floor, about three and a half minutes ago in the fourth quarter when this happens, and the players are being separated a little bit, and Chris Paul is yelling because you know he hates Blake Griffin, Uh, Mike D'Antoni, from the sideline, yells, Blank you! At Blake Griffin, you can see it clear as day. Oh yeah, in the video, and he was mean he mugging yells, him the entire time. You. Yeah, what a fake tough guy move because he knows Blake Griffin's not going to go fight him. Although Blake Griffin has thrown punches in restaurants. before. No, 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 but that was that but, was nothing. That but was that, that was exciting. too soon, It's bro. still such a fake tough guy move going down. You're not going to come and beat me up. I'm going to yell, "Blake you!" right in your face. No way, Blake Griffin missed it. And Mike D'Antoni yells it because he knows he's not going to come fight me. I'm an old coach. Yeah, Blake Griffin. That's not going to happen. But I kind of respect that because I kind of dig Mike D'Antoni yelling that. A lot of jawing, a lot of anger. D'Antoni, the
6: the Jerry West coming down from the side, from the from the stands. The call that got made. I'm really still not quite sure exactly what why that was the tipping point. That it did, particular it did, it, call. It, the whole
2: thing wasn't a big deal. I mean, it's got to be something that was. Now they
6: were were jawing and going at each other all night. They, there there was yeah. a lot of. A lot of physical play as we watched it here in the Geico studios. That you, you, you could sense that there was a lot of tension. And obviously, you had a trade that involved many of the, the players here on the court. Now, you know, my guy Lou Williams was in there trying to play Peacemaker 31 points, uh, nine assists, and 40 <laughs> minutes of action for Lou Williams as they try to really ramp him up towards an all star berth, perhaps. But this, the play that keeps getting replace with Chris Paul on him and they're you know, just banging down towards the towards the basket, but there's nothing huge, right? There's not a big elbow right. flying no. anywhere from one or the other or, uh, you know, a shot to the solar plexus.
1: <laughs> this is all I love that. solar you like plexus. that,
6: no, none of that at, at all. And they start looking for the foul call to be on the ground as opposed to the Fogus Magic Johnson like continuation call that Blake Griffin gets, but after that, all of a sudden you've got a a swarm of people at mid court and a, a lot of stuff that we can't say on air for fear of losing our FCC license.
2: <laughs> now the, I I don't know exactly you know what, what push because you had Trevor Ariza was getting in Blake Griffin's face too and. And, you know there was so many things. Let's let Lou Williams, your buddy, your favorite player, my favorite guy, your daughter's favorite no player in the world. About Lou it. Williams, who did not score fifty points tonight, he did not. But Lou Williams did score thirty-one in forty minutes, starting for the Clippers. Twelve out of nineteen uh, from the floor. He had a big night. Clippers starting to win some games now. They're twenty-two and twenty-one. Rockets are feeling their way here a little bit. Everything is fine now. They've lost a couple, but that's okay. But your buddy, your pal, Mr. Scholarship winner, Lou Williams, waiting on this after the game was over and talked about the big brouhaha and Mike D'Antoni yelling, Blake, you, to Blake Griffin. Let's take a listen to Lou.
0: Paul coming back. Blake Griffin had to leave the game. There's a lot a in between the lines. Good basketball. What's happening there?
7: I think that's that's brotherly love right there. You know, those guys been together for so long. They're back on the, you know, they both back on their home course tonight, you know, with Chris being here for such an extended period of time. It's an emotional game, like you said. I'm sure both guys really wanted that win, really wanted to have that one under their belt. So that's what you saw.
0: I'm curious, with you being a vet of the game, Chris Paul got his tribute video. He got about three-fourths of the crowd giving a standing ovation. Was that deserving of all he's given here?
7: Absolutely. This guy's a future Hall of Famer. You know, the things that he's done for this league, the, the inspiration that he's given the young guards. You know, I think Juwan had a rough night just because he saw him on the other side of the floor. You know, he has that type of impact on the game, so it's well deserved. All
0: right, thanks.
2: All right, so there was Lou Williams afterwards about Blake and like very benign words from from Lou Williams. Well uh, it would have been great if Lou would have
6: said, Does he deserve us? No. Thank no, like him. Not at all. No, you
2: want an update though?
6: This this now has escalated into something even worse. No, but
2: wait a minute. The Jets are involved? No,
6: the oh, Jets okay. are not involved, all but right. people are now putting out the Michael Jackson thriller eating popcorn, oh, wide sure. eye thing, okay. because this is gone. Next level. Ashley Brewer, ABC7 Ashley on Twitter. So, ABC Los Angeles sportscaster. Chris Paul walked into the locker room very upset. James Harden tried to reason with him, and it turned physical.
1: Whoa! She followed it
6: up by saying, we now have a fight in the Rockets locker Whoa! room, where extra security has been called. Whoa!
1: So, Oh
6: no holds barred! It escalated quickly. You thought it was bad on the court. No, no, no. The real story, once they get behind oh, the closed doors, where's me,
1: face, Jean? The- Might
2: have been in the fence. Do you think? Do you think Chris Paul was pulling his beard? I mean, is that a dirty <laughs> thing in a fight? No, I I think it's one
6: of those no holds barred. No disqualification, anything goes kind of match. I'm so excited. No holds <laughs> barred in Moscow. Let's get it on. Yeah, she her next was, there was a fight in the Rockets locker room. Security guards called for extra security.
2: This is amazing. I mean, this was more, for Blake Griffin, it was more of a, a we talked about the cumulative effect of what happened tonight he got his jersey ripped during a play there was one play i saw when he when he tried to see you know when when you're playing in the in in the uh in the schoolyard the ball's going out of bounds you turn around and try to throw it off the sure. guy in front of you and he threw a he threw a ball dodgeball style off the back of one of the rockets players that i don't think the rockets took that very kind count- but that's a play that happens during sure. a game Griffin gets tossed. He winds up throwing his jersey into the stands and everything. But it's all the escalation. But she, yeah. she
6: had actually tweeted out 23 minutes ago. Again, at ABC Seven, Ashley, this game's about to turn into a WWE match.
2: Oh, this is awesome! Oh, come this on is in un- if you will. Unbelievable, Ashley Brewers got this. Wow, a physical confrontation, How about that? James Harden. And Chris Paul. See now, I'm just see the thing is though is I default when I see Chris Paul, and I see Chris Paul going up Blake Griffin. I say I'm just defaulting to Kevin Hart and The Rock. I mean, I'm just defaulting to that. I'm missing the top two feet of my body. I mean, I'm defaulting to Kevin Hart and The Rock anytime I see Chris Paul trying to get into it with somebody. I don't know why, but I just do. I just default to that. Oh, well, it just
6: gets you excited. We've got some other reporters that are uh, talking Woo! about this. It's. This seems like this is going to carry into the night. You thought the oh
2: my goodness, the
6: fun and excitement
2: of what happened between the Vikings and Saints. Yeah, that's out the window. Yeah, now. Yeah, it's done. Twitter and how about a fresca? The Jason Smith Show. We got more coming up in a minute. But first, here's
8: what's trending. Last NBA game of the night, a chippy game in Los Angeles, California. The Rockets and the Clippers. Drew Williams and-
4: brings it ahead. Blake Griffin backs down against Chris Paul. Go to the hole, score, basket counts, and he fouled. A very flavorful score for Blake Griffin against Chris Paul. And they're face-to-face, to be broken up by Ariza. If you've ever wondered in the past, and I have wondered, been unsure, but there is bad blood between Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. There is no question about it. Ralph Lawler with the
8: word pictures from Clipper Television. Blake Griffin tossed out of the game. Trevor Ariza tossed out of the game. Ariza plays for the Rockets. Rockets coach Mike D'Antoni told Clippers star Blake Griffin to go have sexual intercourse with himself. Rockets teammates Chris Paul and James Harden reportedly got in a fight in the Rockets locker room. Redcoats were called at Staples Center to the Rockets locker room to douse the brouhaha. And, oh, by the way, uh, Clippers won the game, 113 102 Now, the only talk show host in the United States of America, including Guam, Puerto Rico, Hawaii, Alaska, who happens to be a Clippers fan, Big Ben Mallers in the green room. He'll be apologizing for the Clippers later on in the broadcast. Um, Fox Sports Radio, full of Talk show hosts who love losers, and we now forge forth into the night with a Mets fan, and a White Sox fan, Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. Where's our song? Where's our radio?
2: Where's our song? Where's our end of the night?
8: There right, we go. Very go. Nice Betty idea. had been given right. the
6: night off, I think.
8: Oh no, no. Alex was Alex was on Tinder, and there nah. was a, a hot chick Ow. with very large personality. What are you talking about? Was... No, our our, our our board our technical uh,
6: engineer. No, I think, the, no, I think that it was the other term, not the oh. technical engineer. Yeah, <laughs> tinder, yeah, you know Tinderella no, was no, you- busy. No, 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 no,
2: no, no not no, no. it, not it. Oh, Chris Paul is talking. Look at that. Chris Paul's going to be talking.
5: I can pile it up for you if you
2: want. Yeah, that's NBA TV, right? Can we get can we can, can we go to Chris Paul?
5: Uh I don't know. I was a, I was actually talking to my coach about the defense. You know what I mean? I, like I said before, I've had I had you know six great years here. Um, great to see a lot of familiar faces. Tough loss.
4: Kristin, I feel
7: like a different game for you coming back and playing here at Staples Center against your former team. I know you could tell some of those old Rockets guys it was a little more intense for
5: them. Um, somewhat. You know what I mean? They they played hard. Uh, they played with a lot of energy. Uh, we, we couldn't slow Lou Will down, and um, we we got to be better. Like. All right, so we'll uh, we'll wait and see what
2: what Chris Paul has to say uh, about this now. That's the beginning of his press conference. has not been asked yet about the fight, uh, but let me let me just let me just ask you this. Let me just ask you this. <laughs> things, there's so much out of this, okay, things, go ahead. <laughs> things that are things that are okay during a fight and not okay during a fight. Chris Paul fighting. With James Harden in the locker room, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about the beard pulling. I don't think that's legit in a no, fight. No, I think I think it's okay. I don't think it is. Look, it's kind of like pulling. You... It's kind of like pulling the hair of someone to tackle them. It's it's no no know, it no. no if the hair's right.
6: there, look,
2: it doesn't feel if that's right.
6: All, no, but if if that's all you can get your hands on, right? People always brought that up, you know, when Troy Polamalu would make an interception, he get dragged down by his hair. It's like if you're gonna wear you wear your hair that way. You're you're opening yourself up. It's just part it becomes part of the uniform.
2: All right. Now let me ask you this. Yeah. Now you know this part of it now. Is it is it bad form if someone has video of this and puts it up online? If it's a Rockets player? What if what if somebody in the locker room has the video they leak it and out? it goes up?
6: It's a good question. Is it
2: bad? I mean, I because I know we as as we're breaking this down
6: and we're we're following the timeline here. We, we, we know that media was in the locker room awaiting their ability to talk to players and were asked to leave. And now you look at Chris Paul and, 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 and other members of the team. They're, they're outside the locker room. Now, I'll ask you this in terms right. of fighting. All right. According to the official Twitter site Clipperholics, this is yes. It, it is a blue check mark. That's the official site, Clipper site, Clipper's site of the Fan Sided Network. So Fan Sided. So this is. They've we, got let's a blue just check. call
2: Clipper Daryl. He comes on the show with us. Let's just call Clipper Daryl. Clipperholics, F S. We should.
6: Clipper Daryl, what happened? Uh, no <laughs> so, sources. They they have this out. Sources from the Clippers are telling us that Rockets players tried to rush the Clippers locker room, oh! and security is called. So this is now like a. Um, A a Russian nesting doll. Oh, yeah. There's there's so much Aditi Kikabwala was on with us yesterday, and she used that analogy. So I'm going to give her credit for planting it in my brain that I I now use it here. But this story now has a lot of layers. I could have gone onion and said it stinks from the inside. But I I think the Russian nesting doll is better because then you have a little Blake Griffin and a little Chris Paul and and Mike D'Antoni yelling blank you. At the end, with a little thing that we can insert a chip that he screams it at you. But there's so many layers to this at this point with security and Steve Ballmer in there and Jerry West. <laughs> like you've got just royalty in the N- NBA terms creeping into a fight in a
2: mid-January game. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is so awesome on 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 a thousand levels. I can't I can't even tell you. This I mean I I who cares? you know what now I feel bad because well no I feel I feel good for Marcus Williams because he, now he's getting pushed off the front page when there's potentially a fight between Chris Paul and James Harden next and next then, we've got another update and then there and then there could be rushing the Clippers locker room go ahead give me another now one. here we go is there a video Where I have not?
6: I have a blue check mark from the real Woj Oh wait, wait! Double check,
2: double no, check. No, no, it is right double there. Check. See, there's the blue check mark, mark. right see. there. Let me 2. see. Two point
6: one million followers. See, right, make sure it's mark. not.
2: Make sure it's not a screen cap or something. Make sure. Okay, let's see. All right, make sure. All right, there it is. Make C- sure. Hey, a- all right. right. W O J E S P
6: N. Ready? Ready? Okay. Here's his update. Houston Rockets players James Harden, Trevor Ariza, and Gerald Green pushed into Clippers' locker room game, looking to confront Austin Rivers.
1: Oh, stay League away from my son. Tell stay ESPN. away from my son.
6: Security escorted Rockets out before anything turned physical.
2: <laughs> We're going to go beat the crap out of Austin Rivers. He wasn't even involved in
6: anything tonight. But that's just it. What are we... What did we miss from the game? We got to go back with the tape and go watch every minute of this. They're getting after Austin Rivers.
2: How is there no video? You got me of this kicked yet? out of the
6: Clippers. Oh my God! You got me
1: kicked out, Austin
2: Rivers. James Harden, Trevor Ariza, and Gerald Green pushed into the Clippers locker room to go fight Austin. You know, honestly, I got to be—I gotta be, I, I be honest—I don't know how this doesn't happen more often because there's so much of guys. You know, hey. You know, we, we lost the game, but I want to go say hi to guys in the locker room. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. How, how this doesn't happen more often? This is amazing. I don't know. I don't understand. This is absolutely incredible. I really don't. this is it's it's unbelievably. Did one amazing. of these guys
6: talk about Austin Rivers was the guy that helped get Chris Paul ejected <laughs> and he was the guy that lost just lost got his ability ejected. to stay in Los Angeles. I mean I, I don't know, but
2: What's two going police here? officers were involved. Uh, can we get you guys down to the uh, locker room? Listen, I'm I'm going home. I'm done with my shift. No, no, we got a potential fight. James Harden is trying to get in the locker room to fight Austin Rivers.
6: But we always got fake beef and guys doing a little bit of, you know, three, posing and three and the guys, little quick
1: Three guys want to
6: fight them. Austin Rivers. This is Bring amazing. On. They want
2: to fight Austin
6: Rivers. This is
2: really next level stuff breaking on our watch. I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand why they wanted to fight Austin Rivers. I, I really. It's, <laughs> and it's I'm amazing. getting the SpongeBob
6: versus Patrick Starfish. Ooh, where lives <laughs> in a pineapple under the sea. The meme of them quasi fighting each other, just arms flailing. <laughs>
2: I really, it's really I don't, I don't just get it. next
6: level. I, I don't know. I don't you understand. had all sorts of conspiracy theories and no. other things that was radio gold he, tonight. And, and, and he, this. Hasn't,
2: he hasn't played in the game since
6: the since New Year's Eve. He really must have been talking some smack on the <laughs> sidelines, or they had beef sitting there for weeks or months at a time. It's, hey,
2: Dad, Dad, just uh, just let, let me uh, let me stand behind you. Oh yeah, and I'll kick your ass too, Harden. Yeah, you shave that beard. Oh, I gotta get to the locker room fast. I, I don't get it. LAPD is called to the Clippers locker room. No, 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 no sirens. Oh, of course there would be. It's LAPD. Yeah, but we 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 shouldn't do that. No, no. no. Why why can't I whistle like that? Because it's you, a pretty good sirens, bro.
6: That's pretty no, good. It's actually kind of high pitched and I think dogs are going to be running towards the studio here momentarily. I mean, and really, not Lane
2: Johnson in a dog mask. Do you know what the? I mean, this is huge right now. Do you realize what? The price would be for this video tomorrow. I mean, do you realize what the price would be for this video? There's and it's got to be somewhere. It's got to be. How has it not been anywhere? Well, what the hell did Austin Rivers say? I I don't I don't know. I mean, and well, how how far back does this go? Like he's going. Like James Harden will buy. He would go. Chloe, Chloe. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's yelling sweat. That would have done it. That might have pushed it over. Oh, we will have more on this breaking story coming up next in case you're just tuning in. Blake Griffin thrown out of the Clippers win tonight over the Houston Rockets. Kind of benign, but obviously things were going on down on the court. Griffin... Threw the ball off one of the Rockets players, dodgeball style, to save a ball from going out of bounds. He had his shorts ripped. He got called for an elbow. Mike D'Antoni is yelling, blank, you yeah, at Blake he was. Griffin. Jerry West is down out of the stands, ripping off his shirt like Hulkamania is running Wow, He was ripping off his shirt, but he was down in no, the sidelines. No, makes lines. for a good
6: visual. A- adds layers to the story.
2: And then we get a story that Brother. James Harden and Chris Paul were physical in the locker room of the Rockets, and that now, Harden, Trevor Ariza, and Gerald Green got into the Clippers' rock locker room, and they wanted to fight Austin Rivers. Woj- Wojnarowski has
6: now updated his oh oh what else his we got? status ready okay. Rockets players were clamoring for Blake Griffin too. Lead sources said <laughs> and we Chris to Paul. Wait wait yourself. wait wait wait. There's another sentence. Chris Paul also entered with other Rockets players through a backstage. That channel that connects the dressing room. What? This is just going wait, insane. Wait,
2: wait, wait! He's getting in through the back. So he was going back through. way into the dressing exactly. room. Exactly. I know the back way. Yeah, no, no, I know. Come on, come on, come it's on! A Hollywood We're script. Going You're way. gonna
6: need a, a Jim Brown, a uh, and the biggest <laughs> Ella Fitzgerald ever. I mean, you got
2: chaos. This is this is like when when like you know there's a, there's a gang of bullies and and you know they do some things. The kids go, "Let's get even with. Them. I know where their tree house is. Let's go fight them." <laughs> We wait, will, <laughs> wait! no, Kenny Smith for the win when we come back. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Arman. No holds barred in Los Angeles. It's next on Fox.
5: I'm so excited.
2: I'll break into the locker room to fight Blake Griffin and Austin Rivers. <laughs> I'll fight him good. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Michael Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news, you want to save money, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Now, before we get into the latest on this fracas and brouhaha that's taking over, oh, by the way, Minnesota Vikings, congratulations. Awesome. You just lost your news cycle. You're done now. We're done with the Vikings. It was a good run. It was a good run, but now it's over. But I want to remind you, The dating can be fun. When you're ready for a real relationship this year, you're ready for Match. Get started for free. Go to Match.com and you can search, view photos, and connect for free. That's free. Go to Match.com, Match.com, M-A-T-C-H, match Match.com. If you want to match Chris Paul fighting Blake Griffin, you might be able to do it. Coming soon to the next (laughs) pay-per-view. Comment if you will, Blake Griffin. Summerslam. (laughs) In case you missed it. (laughs) Whew. Clippers beat the Rockets tonight. Chippy game. You know Chris Paul and his former teammates don't get along. Blake Griffin was thrown out of this game. A lot of little stuff piled up. He got his uniform ripped. He threw the ball out really hard off of one of the Rockets players trying to save an inbounds play. He got called for an elbow. Tempers flared. Jerry West came down out of the crowd (laughs) standing on the sideline. Like, I was picturing Jerry West with brass knuckles like, I'll get in on this. I'll get in on this. I stabbed um, the guy with a trident. Chris, yeah, you might want to lay low for a while, Jerry. Chris Paul got into Blake Griffin's face with the basketball under his arm. The fight. And I'm just picturing Kevin Hart yelling at the Rock, I'm
1: missing the top two feet of my body.
2: And then you had Mike D'Antoni Nicely cursing done. blank you at Blake Griffin. you. Why? Because D'Antoni said Blake Griffin hit him going by him at one point. So he wasn't happy about that. And then it escalated. In the locker room, after the game, it was first reported by agent Wojnarowski that James Harden, along with Trevor Ariza and Gerald Green, rushed into the Clippers locker room because they wanted to fight Austin Rivers and Blake Griffin. Austin Rivers, who hasn't played since the calendar said 2017. So he's really just a, an agitator at this point. Chris Paul and a group of Rockets players tried to get in the locker room the back way. How about that? Come I on. mean, they had the blueprint. They know had that cut you they're, go- they're like Brad Pitt and Clooney. Look at it. Can we go take these and make a copy? Oh, so the LAPD guys who came in were actually the Rockets players dressed. Sorry. Oh, spoiler alert. Nicely done. LAPD was called to the locker room before, I mean, anybody could get in and fight Austin Rivers. You think Austin Rivers is in Doc Rivers' office? Dad, you gotta hide me. Oh, you gotta get out. And face the music. Oh, you gotta get out there. Don't hide under my desk. Don't
8: unplug the refrigerator. What, what did you do, Don't Austin? Do Don't you do know, it. You know,
6: we can hear Mike D'Antoni because I love the way Don't he answers it. this question. Let's let's hear D'Antoni. I'll figure it out. It
8: looked like he was saying something
1: on his way back after the block shot.
7: You mean after he hit me? <laughs>
2: anyway, is what it is. You mean after he hit me? After he hit me, and then starts
6: giggling like a madman.
2: Uh, So now here's Chris Paul talking about the incident vaguely when he was asked a few minutes ago about it following the game.
5: I don't know. You probably got it. (laughs) Ain't no telling. All the cameras in there now. You know what I mean? You probably can tell me what I said better than I did. Whatever it was, I'm sure my mama going to tell me to watch my mouth. Coach told me he elbowed him. You know what I mean? So then I seen him talking crazy to coach. So I'm always going to have coach back.
2: So Chris Paul having Mike D'Antoni's back, that Blake Griffin elbowed D'Antoni. Like he needed any more to be mad at Blake Griffin. They hated each other. Come and, on, And man. who knew it was
6: all Austin Rivers fault? No, you, you, you know what the best meme trending now, though? Like It's <laughs> a
2: diehard image, Photoshop with Chris Paul. Crawl, crawling through the vents. Come out to the coast. We'll have a few laughs. You know, the only guy missing from this, I mean, honestly, the only guy missing from this. Where is Lavar Ball? How is LeVar Ball not involved in this? Is he on a supersonic jet back from Lithuania right now, just to get back to this? In. I mean, where is he? I think he's stuck in the secret tunnel. Is he stuck? He's stuck in the tunnel. Oh, <laughs> Gavin! I mean, you, you, this is a cra- this is a crazy story. Gavin, who does social media for us, is is uh, stepping in, helping us with everything going on. This is insane.
6: This is really uh, a story that became very layered, right here. It's one thing when we're sitting here in the Geico Studios, like, oh, it's getting chippy. Guys are shoving. All right, there's technicals, there's a ripped jersey, temper's starting to flare. Now the coaches are getting into it. But then you, you start hearing the aftermath and how this spills over. Uh, I can't wait to see the laundry list of fine numbers that come out of this and the full NBA investigation.
2: <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, other than this, I know whoever has video of this will be a near millionaire in the next 12 hours. You could sell this video right now for $500,000. Cuz there's many people who do this. There's many people who have video. I can sell it. What do you want? All this stuff. If someone's got video of this, you call ESPN somebody, 500 grand, they'll say screw it, cut the check. We got to have the video. But what
6: the hell was in the water today? Cuz you had the Ben Simmons and Kyle Lowry
2: exchange earlier of let's go meet in the hallway and fight. Twitter at how about a fresca the Jason Smith show up next to man who showed Chris Paul the back door into the Clippers locker room Ben Maller